Hello and welcome to the Nen Show Podcast. Fresh start, new year, new uh, post-time skip. Uh, so, this is your host, Crafts Dwarf, with my co-host, Mathwiz. Yes, that's that's the reason why we had the, the delay on this episode, was to really really sell the time skip. Uh, <laughs> did you get a new character design, Crafts Dwarf? Uh, how was your time skip? <laughs> oh, I wish I did. That would be perfect. Um, well, because I was going to say, like, because yes, we were supposed to do it last week, but... Uh, scheduling it the day after christmas didn't work out um well because i had to work on that day and i couldn't get oh i I maybe could have gotten my schedule changed around but i decided not to because i also got sick which means um you know it would have been harder to record um though and it would have been less good and then you had scheduling issues well no eh, it's just the one scheduling issue like i mean we couldn't do it on christmas i guess Uh, for yeah, understandable yeah, no, reasons. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, yeah, Matthew, stay away from your family and let's, uh, talk about One Piece for four hours on Christmas. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry about the delay. Uh, things happen. Um, uh, anyway, comments. I know I have a couple to respond to because I'm going to be talking about certain ideas for the rest of my life. Um, I mean, not that I was completely right on every single point. Um, and it's, I know it's it's going to be a tough sell when I do do the video, so I'm glad I'm getting getting my mistakes. I'm I'm glad I'm failing now. I tried and now I failed, so now I can you know tr- do better next time. Uh, anyway, uh, do you have comments to respond to? Uh, I, I thought I did, but now I can't find them. What did I do with them? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, you go ahead and find those. So firstly, um, Hulk and Perez sort of caught me on a bit of a bit of a contradiction because like. I'd said before that, like, oh, Luffy shouldn't have tried to save Ace because he failed. But that's, like, that was the sort of idea I had, like, a while ago. Because, like, I recognized, like, Luffy's failure. And the conclusion I come to, came to that was, like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have tried. But that's, like, completely dis- incongruent with the themes of the whole series. Because the whole, you know, idea is, like, if you have a goal, try for it. Because it's, like, you know, that's where you maybe you'll succeed. And even if you don't believe, uh, you know, didn't believe you might beforehand. So... Um, yeah, so it's like, I was trying to like, and I definitely like, even reading it and talking about it, I had like, like, I don't know what it is, but you get like this feeling of like, the sinking feeling, it like sort of that I, 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 cause I had this before, both when, like I said, when reading and talking about that, maybe I was wrong on some point, And I think that was, cause yeah, I was like, I was trying and I was trying to rationalize two things that, uh, you know, old idea that I'd had and information I've only more come to understand recently. Um, so yeah, uh. Good catch there. Um, did you find a comment yet, or shall I keep, keep going? I swear I thought I read these comments, but I'm not seeing anything marked, so uh, forget me, I guess. I'm sorry. Sad. Because, um, yeah, these are all about Sabote. Like, we're still stuck on, like, three episodes ago. <laughs> and that's the thing is I'm probably going to be talking about for the rest of this series because it's, like, it's a core idea that's been built up since Chapter 1. So, yeah, like... um like, uh, Z- well, because c- I, I definitely went a bit too far with the hypotheticals, I think. But, like, the point of doing the hypotheticals was to show, like, here's how the story could have worked and also been, like, thematically consistent. Because, like, like one big thing is the, the supernovas. I mentioned it last time. is like, they all fought against, like, Kizaru and the pacifistas. And, like, they all made it, they all, like, all the supernovas, including Luffy, made it to Sabote with the intent to go to the New World. And only Luffy didn't make it. Um, you know, so... Like, all the supernovas fought against, Sent- uh, not, they didn't fight Sentamaru, but they did fight the pacifists and Kizaru, who's even, like, as bad, you know, he's the, the big threat everyone was worried about, but they all fought him and they all made it. So it's like, you know, none of them showed weakness or desperation. 
Um, though, though I only come to another realization recently. Um, I might save that one though. But um, yeah, Zmod mentioned um, like well, because he was pointing out um, like oh, if they even if they beat Kizaru and Sentamaru in the Pacifista, like more Marines would have come. And I don't actually think that's necessarily true. Like again, getting into hypotheticals, but like Garp said that you know there's we can't fight two legends at the same time. Like they didn't want to go after Rayleigh because like they were busy building up with Whitebeard. Like it, hypothetically, like if Kizaru got beaten in that conflict, that would be a huge blow to the war effort because like they just lost a fucking admiral. So it's like you know they they can't necessarily like if they, they all they had to do is you know survive the one conflict, then I think they would have been okay. Um, but um, and also I don't really agree with what he said about how like oh it, they, they, them they were you know they could only lose in that situation because of it was the whims of fate. But like. I, I don't think that's consistent with how the series looks at fate, uh, which we will talk about this stretch of chapters, actually, because we, we have we have a fortune teller who uh, comes up with a prediction, and that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, honestly, and I think I've, like, there were some other comments, like, uh, like that, that were sort of, and there's, um, but, like... <laughs> I was just arguing about it in my Discord, so I think I'm I'm a little tired out of that conversation. So it's not like like um I addressed my one country. Like there's like again, there's also other ideas with both the ace thing and the Sabote thing I didn't mention because I didn't realize at the time. Um so I think I'm just gonna save it for the videos that are going to be scripted. They're going to be <laughs> legible. <laughs> like I mean legible like uh, what what's audible is or, or yeah, that's a that's a hmm, I guess kind of what I mean. Um I'm just, I, I, I was, I, I was doing that conversation for like 40 minutes, so I'm already tired and we've done, I've been discussing One Piece all day is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so, di- so did you find any more comments or no, you said we're good. Okay. So we're good. So yeah, sorry. I couldn't talk more. Uh, like it's very discussion worthy. Like I said. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, let's, we'll keep going, uh, with more discussion, more cause, oh, this stretch of chapters, like I'm very curious to see how you felt about it. Um, so, or do you want to, do you want to spoil me on your thoughts? Cause this is, this is when One Piece gets bad, quote unquote. Um, yeah, uh, I hated this arc. It was terrible. Uh, the post time no! skip is a real big letdown. I'm just kidding. I've been too deep. I can't. <laughs> you love One Piece too much already. Yeah. Well, cause like, especially I'm curious about, cause the war was, I, I think I might've mentioned this last time, but in case I didn't, the war was really hype. Cause like the thing with a lot of like long running things like this also happened to a uh, Steven universe to an extent. Whereas with One Piece, it was the Paramount War, and with Steven Universe, it was, like, the season one finale, where it's, like, the series got a lot of attention and people getting on, getting into it, and I think part of that was because it was the perception of things happening. Because it's, like, with a lot of the early arcs, like, obviously we just read them and lots of things happened, but, like, we don't necessarily see the big picture. You know, like, why is Alabasta important? Why is it important that Luffy saved Vivi's home country? We have no idea, like... It's just these standalone adventures, you could say, especially for, like, the really early series. But the Paramount War, it's big things happening. Like, so, because it's a big story and the biggest things are happening in the story, it it feels like it matters. So people take notice of that. And again, same with Steven Universe and the Jailbreak stuff. I think that also got the series a lot of attention. So a lot of people were binged the series up to the war and then were reading weekly for, like, maybe the the, the flashback or Fishman Island. So, and, like, weekly reading experience generally sucks. So... And, you know, Fishman Island, like, it's a good arc, and I'm gonna have a lot to say about it, um, but, like, reading it weekly? Like, reading anything weekly, especially after, like, coming off the fucking war, <laughs> like, it's gonna be rough, and I don't think, you know, I think that it impacted a lot of the, um, opinion regarding post-time, <laughs> regarding post-time skip in general, and, 
So that's why I'm definitely curious to see your uh, your your opinion because you again this is your you've started reading One Piece like last summer pretty much so it's like you're you're taking your time because of the Nen show but like you're reading all the up to the post time skip and through the post time skip where a lot of people like have been reading weekly since the war not everyone of course like I'm sure there's people who've read it more recently but uh, yeah it's gonna be interesting so um. Yeah, I can't imagine reading weekly when we're, like, in the middle of this battle and then Oda does this thing where he cuts away to, like, a backstory flashback to chapters. And it's <laughs> oh, like, wait, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I love how, like, he did that and then he cuts back and it's like Jimbei has to explain, like, okay, here's what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, that's very clearly because th- that would have been, like, what, a month of uh, yeah, non-battle right, right, happening. Right, like, yes. <laughs> and Luffy, of course, was like, um, so back to the to the mugger or the robber and the queen. And he's like... The back to the start of the story. Anyway, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> so, back to the start. Um, two years have passed. Luffy is he picks up his hat and he's ready ready to go on his adventure again. Um, Boa Hancock comes in um, to take him there, and we get to Sabote, and there's some things happening. There's more, a couple more rookies. Uh, uh, Brooks putting on a concert. The skeleton, the skeleton king, or the soul king. Sorry, sorry, I messed up. Um, <laughs> You know, and uh, Straw Hat Luffy is recruiting um, more pirates. So, yeah, did you have any thoughts on this sort of, like, introduction of all the Straw Hats coming in and being all, like, like their new designs or anything? Um, it's all cool. I guess I guess I should address the elephant in the room, that being the new character designs, because I've heard, I mean, I've seen a little bit of discussion about them and, like, mixed opinions. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like at first it was a little weird um because seeing like frankie without his pompadour or yeah uh, uh i think like usopp got like a different hat he doesn't have like the bandana anymore so there's just <laughs> like some some changes which took a little bit of getting used to chopper's new hat looked kind of goofy but i mean like as the arc went along i found that i was getting pretty accustomed to the designs and i don't i don't know like Oh, the one thing that did trip me up was uh, Sanji's other eye just gets revealed. <laughs> um, so there's one of the great mysteries of One Piece that has been yes. just nonchalantly just there. There it is. Yeah, people were theorizing. <laughs> I remember some old theories like uh, that it was uh, stitched up like it was, um, he couldn't see out of it or one that it was like permanently stuck in the shape of a heart um, or um <laughs> it's the sharing gun no <laughs> but now zoro is the one who gets the theories because he's got a he's got an eye scar and uh <laughs> what, yeah what i, it... I did on. think it was interesting that like oda di- there was even i think luffy kind of like said something that was like oh i want to ask you all these questions or i want to say all these things but uh we don't have time for that we got to go on to the next adventure yeah um so like there are certain things that I feel like, like, I don't, ex- I, I expect Oda will explain them eventually, because it oh, seems yeah, no. <laughs> very weird that he would just not, but like, like, for one thing, Zoro's eye scar, like, how did he get that? Um, yeah. But I guess he just had different priorities for this arc, and it, so I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll wait it out and see. Yeah, well, and, and another big one is, uh, like, Robin, she was with the Revolutionary Army and Dragon for, like, two years, so it's like, did she learn, like, that the, the whole, like, Void Century lore stuff is, like, super interesting, so, uh, yeah, it's I- a big mystery, too, and Robin might have learned more about it, and we don't know shit, so it's like, ah, Oda, tell us. Yeah, I guess I, I think of it, um, 
thinking back to like Naruto's time skip where like we have to go through several chapters of like okay here are all the characters again and here's what they were doing and that's like the first priority like that's what we get to first but yeah <laughs> Oda not, not so much he's gonna make us wait for that a bit <laughs> yeah yeah um and as for my thoughts on the designs like I've obviously had a lot more time with them and you know like Nami changes her clothes a lot you know so it's like and her hair and I think even gave her long hair like you can kind of see it in some of the sketches of like because that's kind of cool is between um I, I don't know if you had them uh, but like between the the two chapters for the time skip he has like a bunch of like um sketches for hypoth- potential designs for uh the the the, the straw hats post time skip and um like robin and or nami in particular has like different hairstyles and stuff so it's like you know he was probably uh he probably gave her long hair because she already does stuff with her clothes so now she has long hair so she could do more stuff with her hair now and then frankie's design is the only one like i i think a lot of uh, some people are if definitely iffy on it uh, though for me, it's like once he gets his hair back, like it, his design, like that's the only issue I really have with the design is his the baldness. It's like but once he has hair, I'm fine, more or less fine, especially his normal hair. Like I really, do really like his old hair, so that, that's kind of a shame. But it's just like yeah, honestly, like all the the robotic parts, I think is is a cool addition because it would make sense that like he made himself a, a cyborg or whatever. So like it would, I, f- I feel like that would be like the next. Because he's like a a builder, a designer, yes. mechanic person, so it kind of makes sense that like he would try to like that would be because like even before he would like shoot things out of his body and stuff like he had weapons built into him, so it right. makes sense that he would want to like do that. But y- more. Yeah, if he's gonna yeah if he's gonna get stronger, you know he he modifies his body better, he uses Vegapunk's technology, so now he's got like beams and nipple lights and such. Um, so yeah, just yeah, so that that's yeah the designs are cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, the lack of the pompadour really—that that was what that, threw me off. That's like, but that's like the one like minor issue I have with them. But again, he gets he because uh, like what'll usually happen is I'll have like one hairstyle per arc. So like for this one, he just he's just bald. But like for the next one, I'm pretty sure I forget what hair he has next one. But yeah, I definitely remember like later on he'll stick with one hairstyle per arc pretty much. So um, yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, all the straw hats <laughs> start coming to the island. They're all goofing around and then interacting with the the flaw hats uh, or the fake straw hats and they're a bunch of idiots oh my god well it's so funny like it's just fun like seeing all it just because okay because it's like you know regarding like the not talking about the backstories thing this arc up through fishman island it's like there's there's little moments for the straw hats and they can still have a bunch of great interactions but like Luffy's aside for even aside, like even Luffy gets some focus, but overall it's like not a very Straw Hat focused arc, which I would have a problem with if like the stuff that the arc did focus on wasn't interesting. But luckily I did really like it and find it interesting. Uh, the the whole conflict that we'll get into later. But um yeah, it's definitely like to start off the time skip. It's I guess it's just kind of like solidifying like what the Straw Hats are after the two years. You know, like they're still this family. You know, so it's not going to necessarily challenge them majorly. I, which was definitely with the the case with the fights, so it, I guess it makes sense. But um, but at the, as a result, yeah, it's not a very straw hat focused arc in you know a straw hat focused story. So I guess I, I guess can kind of see was, that as a arc on. I was gonna say this uh, sort of right off the bat, although maybe that's to be expected. But uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure out my stance on this this arc because I feel like this is something I'll very much have to reread and figure out like the implications of everything that happens here because I feel like. I don't know, maybe somebody could make a case of, like, the themes of the arc versus, um, 
because this being the like the first arc post time skip, it's also very much the sh- characters showing off their new abilities stuff. So it's mm-hmm. I don't know if in some way like that aspect of it, characters just kind of showing what they have and looking cool kind of conflicts with anything. Um, I'm like I said, I don't really have any big stances on it. I'm just I, I got to figure some things out with with this arc yet. Yeah, well, because and another thing I, I thought to think about is like. At the like, considering the point of the story, this is this is like comparable to like you know, um, Little Garden and like Whiskey Peak. You know, like that's you know, there it's a, it's the start of another adventure. You know, so it's like obviously we had we need build up to get to the to the Alabasta to the to the Water Seven to the Skypea. You know, the good the, the good arcs. So not that this isn't a good arc. Like that's the thing. Um, honestly, I might put Fishman Island in my top five. Like I really liked it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I can um, definitely see why. There's like a strong core here. Yeah, well, it's very, it's very Naruto thematically, like uh, hate and understanding and the cycle of vengeance. So that'll be fun to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was gonna say it is not <laughs> subtle at all with what it's trying to say. Not that that's yeah. a bad thing. I mean, I don't think many. I guess it depends what you're talking about. Some some shonen stories may have a bit of subtlety, but considering the target demographic, uh, well, it would make sense that not with, like, all of them or... would be. Yeah, well, it depends on the the idea too. Like you know, something like like in this case, it's very it's heavy stuff. Like it's I, I guess it's almost I compare it to like some of the cynicism in you know Hunter Hunter or something like or how you know Togashi usually deals with cynicism. In, in, like he's all he like there's the whole at the end of Chimera Ant, there's a whole like oh yeah, humans are bad too. Like montage, you know, like he's got to be a bit heavy with it because you know he's trying to get like he it, it's ultimately a story that has to be read by children, you know. So when he gets into something that's honestly like pretty real and dark you know both of them they have to make some concessions for the younger audiences you know and be a bit more heavy-handed so but i still really liked it so yeah um and i like hunter hunter too just to start that out there <laughs> i mentioned that yeah I don't, I don't think subtlety like inherently makes us yeah um... well well here's because it's like i remember reading like a description of what is objective criticism and it mentioned like oh yeah things that are more subtle or complex or deep are better under objective criticism and my first thought was like well, that better depends on the audience, right? Because it's like, if you're a critic looking for that specifically, then yeah, you might like that better. But like, if you're a child, you don't want things that are more subtle, deeper, complex. Like, these are your first experiences with these tropes, these ideas, you know? One Piece might be, very well be some people's first story in Japan, you know, the first story. So it's like, um, you know, so it's things being more subtle or complex doesn't necessarily make it better depending on where, you, where you're looking, you know? So it's like, like, again, I'm reading it as an adult, and there's a lot for me to enjoy it as an adult, you know? Um, but, the, you know, lots of people do read shonen stories as adults and still enjoy them, you know? Even if they are, you know, again, ma- made to be read by kids, you know? And One Piece has a lot to dissect, in my opinion. Like, there's I just it, there's a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, uh, well, that also kind of reminds me of, like, the, the Naruto factor as well. Because we went through our entire podcast not really picking up on certain ideas even though like when i went back to them later i was like oh this is really obvious they're like yeah this out right <laughs> exactly like I, yeah that, that was uh the, like the first fight of naruto versus sasuke they said some things out right and then i think another one was that, that were in my sasuke video and another one was i came up with the whole like oh madra he forms connections through battle and then we went over then we you looked at his like his last words to hashirama and he's like oh yeah we're like battle bros and i'm like Oh yeah, there, there it is. There's Madra <laughs> literally saying like this whole realization that I had, even though it's literally there in the manga. Uh, man. So anyway, the strats all gather. There's a bunch of shenanigans, like a uh, Zoro getting on the wrong ship and cutting it in half because he's a fucking idiot. 
One thing I kind of liked about the start of this arc is it almost felt like Oda was doing the thing where, like, the characters get split up for certain reasons, and it's like, oh, no, this is going to create a little subplot that's going to, you know, build up to something later. But then they all, like, like a Chopper ended up uh, getting caught with the other uh, fake straw hats, and I was like, oh, no, Chopper's going to be stuck with these guys for who knows how long. But then, like, that kind of ended, and then, like, Zoro, like, disappearing, but then coming back immediately after... Uh, so there was a bunch of little things like that where it's it's just like after following Oda's formula for so long, I, I, I see the trappings and I'm like, oh no, where is he going with this? And then he just didn't do it. And they they did get off the island safely. So that that was that was kind of fun. <laughs> right, right. There's that's the thing. They're stronger now. Um, like some other like uh, interactions I liked. I liked how like Luffy and Chopper. They're not very good with you know recognizing people. Like very much like Goku. In you know the, that influence there, um, if that if that is the case, um, but it's like, I mean that's definitely an example. But my point yeah, is like yeah, when Chopper <laughs> saw them and like actually thought they were the real Straw Hats, I'm like you, you idiot, you, you stupid. Wow, you guys sure changed after two years. <laughs> and then of course like um, Chopper, th- what they don't want to save Robin? That means you guys, I th- you're you, I th- <laughs> no, and he cries and <laughs> runs away like he's. <laughs> Uh, they're so good but yeah then we and then of course there's I, I do like the straw hats like they're a bit of a meme like I've seen fan art and stuff that sort of like it takes like actual like big straw hat moments but replaces it with the straw hats like there's one where there's like the scene of like uh, Luffy saying he's gonna be Pirate King to Rayleigh but instead it's it's Damalo Black the fake Luffy and Rayleigh's just like super confused he's like what the fuck is going on because <laughs> Damalo's Black like I'm gonna be Pirate King Rayleigh <laughs> it's just there's a few others like that it's it's good because they're a bunch of dorks and they're shit because he's trying to like you know get other people to do it he's like a bit like like Moria I suppose in a sense where he's trying to use Straw Hat's name well, not not he's not like Mori in that sense. He's like Mori in the sense that he's trying to get someone else to do things for him. Because he's like, I want to be Pirate King. I'll just somehow do it by having other people do things for me. Yeah, that'll work. So they're and, the uh, opposite of Duval. Like, they're, they're Straw Hat lookalikes, but they want to use their legacy. Whereas, like, Duval had his life ruined because yes. of... <laughs> right, right. So he, he was going to kill them. But yeah, and then... um, So yeah, lots of fun stuff. And then... um. And of course, you get a get a bit of a reprise where they run into a couple pacifistas and Sentamaru, um, but they are stronger now. They no longer need to to run. You know, Luffy, the, all this, and the Straw Hats can fight for their themselves now. So, like, um, well, because one thing I've always thought was interesting, like, I need to pay attention to later instances because it's like because Luffy's sort of changed how he fights a bit um, because like Gears one and or Gears two and three are no longer like special so to speak, like, they're part of his normal moveset now, because he, like, mastered them and perfected them. So it's, like, like, what I've, because, like, with, if you look when he's using gear, too, the smoke only comes out of his arm. It doesn't come out of its whole, his whole body. Um, yeah, I did notice that. Right, so it's, like, you know, so, well, and I think that's super important, because, again, like, I, I mentioned the desperation before, but, like, because gear, too, it's a desperation move. It cuts out his lifespan, because it's, like, you know, he has to chip away at his own life, because he's not strong enough otherwise, but I feel like this more, more, like, um, what's the word? Condensed gear two. It's probably not as like hard on his whole body because he's not like rushing his whole body like senses like he's, right. So I've, it's just it's perfected not just that it, you know he's it's more condensed into one arm, but he's also like I, I don't know. I've always felt like he's not necessarily hurting it, his lifespan by using it. I, that, that's just a, 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 a interpretation I've had because again, it's like it's not affecting his whole body. So. Um, I guess, yeah, there's not as much basis for that as I'd like, but it's definitely, like, 
I don't know, it seems fitting to me. So, um... Oh, yeah, and also Zoro and Sanji are also strong enough to defeat the pacifistas now. Um, so that's cool. Like, <laughs> they're, they're arguing about who actually did it. Because <laughs> it's Zoro and fucking Sanji. Of course, they start arguing immediately. Like, I love uh, when uh, the ship comes back up and Sanji's like, Oh, he's fine. Not that I care. Like, he's such a tsundere. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Luffy... He's he's gonna be king of the pirates. He's he's you know he's ready for the he's finally ready for the new world after two years. Um, and oh, we get we get to see everyone come to help them escape. Um, you know they already they fought they they surpassed the pacifistas and now they're being helped. Uh, Perona is good looking good in her new outfit. Uh, and she's like it's the villains coming back is always something. <laughs> and then everyone else helps too. Uh, Boa, um, the Okamas, uh, Hercules the weather people everyone it's cool see it's like the first part of the arc is good it's it's fine but it's like it stuff gets more interesting like later for sure um so yeah um so yeah they descend um did you have anything more to say about the the return to sabodi section of the arc or no i mean there's a couple more things to mention but uh I'll, that's me moving on uh no i guess not <laughs> yeah that's fine it's it's just it's you know, getting to see the characters again, getting to see all their a bit of their new stuff. But um, so anyway, there is a bit of a, a bit of a flashback with a, a a very short flashback with Rayleigh, where he um, he thinks about when he met Gold Roger. What what Matt, please, What what's that on Roger's head? A straw uh, hat. Is it a, yeah, a straw hat. Um, yeah, it looks it looks familiar. Oh, so the the lineage of the straw hat. Oh, so it seems that Roger had it and probably gave, like, assuming it's the same one, which uh, I have no reason not to think. I, I've, um, you know, lots of theories have run with that idea. Like, he showed Roger with a straw hat, looking a little like Luffy, like something about his smile, his open shirt. Gold Roger, young Gold Roger looks like, and of course the hat. So it's like, did he, you know, he gave it to Shanks and Shanks gave it to Luffy. So it's like. Well, I mean, again, there's a there, you know, um, inherited will there, but that that's that which also some interesting questions. Does the straw hat contain yeah. a, a, a secret to the the will of D? The straw, is the straw hat is the one the... piece. <laughs> it's the, the hat was the one piece the whole time. The real that's one like piece a... was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> God damn it! No, it's fine. Yeah, so it's like that. Uh, that I just want to point that out because that opens up a lot of interesting questions regarding Sh- like because it's like. Did Roger once think that Shanks would be the next Pirate King, but Shanks decided, like, why, if, and if he just, if Shanks decided that Luffy would be better, why did Shanks not want that throne for himself, you know? Like, oh, if we ever get a Shanks arc, ooh, I think it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> cause, mm. see, okay, he's not like, cause I said before that, uh, Barth, I was, we're gonna talk about next, uh, Bartholomew Mukuma is like one of the most mysterious characters in the series next to another. Shanks is up there, but he's not the other one I'm thinking of, but Shanks, I think we know more about the Void Century than we do Shanks, in all honesty. Like, we know he's an emperor. Um, he stopped, tried to stop Whitebeard, you know, from, you know, sending Ace to Blackbeard and stuff. Um, like, what else do we know about? He comes from the West Blue. Uh, uh, we don't know much about him at all. And no. so I think, a, you know, a Shanks history arc or flashback would be really interesting just because. Yeah, and then he'll he's... join the Straw Hats. <laughs> yeah, as he gets a tragic backstory and becomes the. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Frankie and Brooke are both, or no, maybe Frankie's, Frankie's a little younger than Shanks. Brooke is way older, of course. Um, so, yeah, Frankie's, like, pretty old for a straw hat, but, um, so anyway, um, they descend into the ocean, and we start learning about the mechanics of the bubbles, 
Um, and eventually Frankie tells them about why the ship is safe after so long. Because, well, A, Hachi and Duval were protecting it, but also Bartholomew Kuma, who, uh, they, like, they actually find out that Kuma was, you know, they find out, uh, that he was protecting them on Sabote. Uh, they learned that from Rayleigh, or, you know, from late Rayleigh and Shaki, because he told Rayleigh during the fat battle. And, uh, and then he, he had himself, like, he had Vegapunk put an order into his mind to protect the ship for two years. And so, like, 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 you know, so that's, that's wh- why <laughs> I like, I'm really fucking interested in Kuma because it's like, they even say like, we don't know why he did it, but he did, you know, he protected the strides and their ship. Um, and, but now he's an emotionless human weapon. He gave himself to the government and I'm like, God, and seeing that, that panel of him, like fucking like with all the battle scars and stuff from the two years of fighting when Frankie comes in, like, uh, it's just rough seeing him all beat up like that. I don't know. Kuma, Kuma's a, a strange, mysterious boy. All right. So yeah, moving on. Um, so yeah, they start their descent into the ocean. Uh, we get a bit of a, I guess it's like foreshadowing, sort of like, or it's like he he brings a Momo, come, you know, like the from Arlong Park. Like I guess he escaped. What are they gonna do in prison? A uh, sea cow? <laughs> and then he he just end up in the Grand Line, and uh, Caribou's crew uh, used him as a an animal to to pilot their ship, which fucked him over because. Uh, <laughs> He was afraid of Luffy and Sanji. Um, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts about that little uh, callback? Or because it's how long has it been since we read that stuff? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting because like this arc has a lot of Arlong callbacks in general, and I mean the uh, what was the the other arc that uh, they were involved in the Sabote stuff? Like there there were callbacks there too. So like this was co- this was common, uh, and I, I did think it was cool when when the sea cow showed up because at that point I was just like. Oh, this is not going to go well, is it? <laughs> and of course, then right, things right. got things got messy. And Caribou's like, "Oh, let's attack the Straw Hats. We will take their head." And uh, he was alone. <laughs> that was good. Um, Car- see, Carib- Caribou's uh, like he's like he's just a, he, well, he's like a shithead. You know, he's just a murder guy um, who's doing bad things. But uh, I don't know. He, he, it's he he's well. Like I think another thing is like well because. I feel like it's the same with the Fishmen, too. Like, Caribou is an opponent who would have, like, given the Straw Hats a lot of trouble before the time skip because he's a Logia. They couldn't touch him reasonably. So they, like, but now now he's a joke. You know, like, he's, like, a 200-berry dude, but now he's being treated like a gag character. So I think, you know, that and also, like, the Fishmen, I feel like, like, they were just, they were, like, shown as fairly strong, especially Hody, but for the most part, they went down pretty, especially the lieutenants and stuff, they went down pretty easily. So, you know, it's like... The power curve has reset in a sense. Uh, the Straw Hats are top dogs again, like just like they were. Go like again. I love that moment in Whiskey Peak where it's like, oh shit, it's Mister Five and Miss Valentine. They're supposed to be top hop shot shit, but no, Zoro and Luffy just one shot them. So, or they 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 treat them like jokes. That's for sure. Oh man, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of adventure as they go down. You know, the sea floor. We just learn lots of little bits about like the bubbles and um, ocean, One Piece ocean. Oh, and there's the usual gags like. Uh, uh, like I think, oh, it's a mystery current, you know, like it's just, just one piece being one piece and it's fun. Um, but I'm not sure if I have anything specific to say about it at the moment. Um, was there anything you wanted to comment on throughout the, their descent downwards? Uh, I mean, just more like cool world stuff. Like we get to see like the, the characters are underwater. Like that, that's cool. There's like an underwater ocean, an ocean in the ocean, uh, so there's a bunch of cool, you get to see a bunch of cool sea creatures and see Oda create his 
his things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, though, I guess there were a couple moments, like, there was one with Usopp I liked when, like, uh, I think the volcano was erupting and they were, um, you know, they were in danger. And, like, before when all that was happening, Usopp was freaking out. But then, like, when the rocks were coming down, Usopp um, was the one who stopped them. Like, so it's like... He acts like a coward still, but at the same time, he's able to be reliable. Like, he, you know, he was the one who helped them because, you know, they, um, no one else could do, you know, he did what he could do without, like, questioning it, sort of. Like, he's just, he's able to act, and I thought that was really cool, you know, because he's, he's, you know, he, even if he was scared before, he's still, you know, he still has, he, he's more courageous. He can, he can act, and he, he's, he, that kind of comes up with the Dharma bit, with the fight later, though, with, uh, in a brief little bit. But um, well, something or maybe it's a different bit. But yeah, I don't know. It's just just a neat little moment. I yeah, liked. There, there is um, one other moment that comes up later that I was a little like not with Usopp. Uh, that was with Chopper. Um, but like with Usopp, we had already kind of seen him start to like he's already taken he had already taken steps in the story itself to become a more like confident person and yeah, right. take action. So to be a brave warrior, like, as he says, him, yeah. him becoming a little braver and a little more competent over the time skip, I think, is fine because it's. Like, we had already seen some growth from him on that front. Um, but, like, later, Chopper has a moment. Which yes, during his seems fight, especially. Like yes. would have been, like, a cool... It was a cool aspect of, like, his character. And I feel like that's... You know, maybe we see it later. Maybe there's some sort of flashback to show what the characters did. But, at like, at the moment, like, we, we find out that, oh, Chopper's gotten better with the rumble, the rumble ball. And I don't know, like... Part of that seems tied to his character conflict, and that it happened off screen was a little. Yeah, well, uh... it's like, yeah, he was kind of like, you know, he's well, he he's been accepting that he's a monster since like the Gerasu stuff, but like, you know, here here he's more embracing it with like like appearance wise, like you know, his nor even his human form is looks like even more like an abominable sm- snowman than his old it, it did before, and you know, he's he's also embraced his monster points. So yeah, I guess yeah, I understand your your issue, but like yeah, he did mention that with. Uh, like right before the times can be said, I'm go- I'm willing to become a monster, you know, to help Luffy. So it's like, yeah, he, the one who accepted him, even when you know when he thought he was a monster, now he's like, sure, I'll I'll be a monster. So that's kind of nice. But um, yeah, yeah. maybe um, I'm cherry picking. I don't know. I don't know why the Chopper one specifically. Because I don't know. Chopper was the character I felt like I wanted to see more from. And I agree. I <laughs> um, like he's he's <laughs> definitely the like because. I hate to say I have a least favorite straw hat. I love Chopper, but like, it's just, I, I don't have as much to say. About, like, he's cute and I like seeing his interactions and he's fun, but it's like, I can say that about almost every straw hat. Except, well, okay, Chopper is the cutest. I, I could definitely say that about Chopper and no one else, but like, I don't know. I just, I just wish there was more to, I wish Chopper had more moments to shine and it'd be great. Um, not that he doesn't and there will be some for sure, but, uh, <sighs> Oh, and uh, one other observation I had to mention. Um, there's a bit of a flashback when, or maybe it was, was later, because um, uh, Sanji, yeah, it was later. Never, uh, no, maybe it was underwater because he's able to he's able to do the moonwalk, the the cyberball nine technique where he could jump off the air. Yeah, and he's he sort of picked it up by um, because he was running on the uh, the uh, Kamavaka Queendom, um, and. Well, there was, okay, there was one thing that was a translation I wasn't a fan of, fan of, because he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I learned it running from those abominations, and I didn't like that choice of word, and I checked, and the color translation was much more toned down, because it's just like, he doesn't like, you know, their appearance, so like, I did, uh, calling the, the Okama's abominations is a bit much, but for, <laughs> I, I had a That's kind of what I, I figured it was just coming from like Sanji's perspective, because um, like, I, we, yeah. we had talked before in the, the previous, or maybe the one before that. Impel uh, Down, yeah. 
like the, um, like this arc in particular really kind of hammered it home that like I don't see Oda being a discriminatory person. Like I, it's hard for right. me, especially after reading this arc, for him to have you know to have that kind of opinion towards anyone except like hateful people, like the the antagonist of this arc. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and another thing specifically with Sanji, I for, I forget if I mentioned this before, but like. Because, well, the, the thing, he was being surrounded by all sides and he, and he ran into the air, basically. Like, that's how he framed him learning that technique. But, like, he, so he didn't attack the maidens. Like, Ivankov even said, like, dirt, like, oh, you have to steal the recipes from the, the chefs. Like, so it's like, with these, you know, men with the heart of maidens, so to speak, uh, Sanji, uh, there, I, like, there's no, I have no reason to think that Sanji fought any of them. Like, he did fight Mr. Two back in the day, and he might have tried to fight, Ivan- yeah, he probably tried to fight Ivankov, cause he wanted, you know, but, um, both of those characters are, they're characters who can change their gender, so they're a bit different than, you know, just, uh, you know, so I've always thought it was interesting that, or I, since I've realized it, I, I say always, but I only realized it, like, within the last couple months, that you know, Sanji still doesn't hit these women, so to speak. Like, uh, he's never, you know, the, for the the normal Okamas, he still doesn't hit them. So even if he doesn't like them, and you know, because they hit on, on him all the time, and you know, he finds them unattractive because they're, I mean, they're they're drawn not particularly attractively. He still doesn't hit them. So I've always thought like his code of chivalry may very well still apply to them, even if he doesn't like them. And I like just like with like Kokoro, he thought was ugly. Kareha, he still protected even though she was she was also an old woman that he didn't like particularly because she was uh <laughs> she was a bit mean so it's like yeah i've I, i've like I, I when i realized that little thing i was like hey i like that cool um and so, i yeah. did i did like the way of him learning the technique to like oh so i ran to the sky and then like you see him <laughs> when he when he like fights the the kraken he's like running through water and that yeah that, yeah that's that's a cool technique like he kicks out of his bubble and goes back to it it's it's cool yeah <laughs> um uh so yeah that's i think all i had to mention about the uh the descent down to Fishman Island. Um, so they get there and they run into a herd of, of sea animals and led by Hammond uh, of the, the, ne- the Neo, the new Fishman pirates. Um, and of course they're, they're not going to let themselves be minions of some guy who they don't care about. They're going to Fishman Island. Um, they charge in anyway and they make it. And of course this causes a, a few misunderstandings because they are like, Oh no. Um, that we made an illegal entry. They're going to attack us, but uh, it might have been fine. And <laughs> this arc—I don't know—it's it's a a series of events. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of like the the setup that this arc ended up having. Because uh, you also had when they when they fought the kraken, there was like the shark with the shirt. Right, it's right. Like, Megalo, oh, what's that yeah. doing there? But oh, it's it's the pet of the princess, and so that's like there were like two good reasons. Well, because there, there was like Jim Bay's message too, so there was like reasons like there was a few, if, if things yeah, had there, gone perfectly in, in a perfect world um they would have <laughs> like met up with the people and things would have been fine and like they would have been there would have been no confusion there would have been no uh fighting or suspicion or anything like that uh but right, right. things just didn't work <laughs> out that way because this is one piece stories are more interesting this way yeah if uh, things everything goes horribly wrong because yeah they, they go and they meet kami or kami yeah kami i, I almost pronounced it wrong again um my brain <laughs> um and she's uh she goes to hang out take him to the mermaid cafe <laughs> so um i guess one thing because people definitely find this annoying but sanji being his pervy jokes or the nosebleeds like because people definitely found that annoying i was wondering what you thought yeah um i i thought it was kind of i personally found it annoying um uh but again like it it did seem like a weird 
plot point to go with. Like, there was even a... I took a screen cap where Chopper's like, oh, Sanji's blood type is pretty rare, you know? And I'm like, is this going to be a plot point? And it, it, a... sure enough, it was. But, like, uh, I don't know. One Piece has done goofy stuff before, so I feel like it would be weird for me to cherry-pick this particular instance just because... I mean, like, I guess there are other connotations that could maybe be attached to it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because it's like, for me, it's like... Because I, I, you know, I like a lot of One Piece's humor as I, I laugh about every... Uh, episode but like you know and uh, not all jokes work for me like i don't particularly like fart jokes and and nosebleeds like what's the joke they saw a thing and they got a nosebleed like it's fair it's i i from a western perspective it barely even constitutes as a joke okay like uh it's like it's wholly a japanese thing like that's what you think of when you think of anime but i do like how how yeah it's a plot point like the fact that he's running out of blood becomes like a, 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 a reason for tension and then that turns into like ties into the whole racial conflict because of how you know uh ra- the races treat you know blood transfusions <laughs> so it's like of course you turn such a ridiculous joke into like an actual like thematic point like it ties it's not thematic in itself but it ties to the ideas of the arc and i I like that um so even if i don't find the joke itself funny um, it is maybe a little like you could maybe say well it's kind of it's kind of tonally off to like have something that goofy kind of tie into these really serious themes but um isn't I guess that like, just one piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's just one piece, because I think of, like, another example that I kind of talked to you a few, about a few weeks ago, uh, Zombieland Saga, this anime that recently aired, uh-huh. had uh, ah. a, tra- a trans character in it. and But, like, the way they handled it was still very goofy and over-the-top, as that series is. So, like, it takes this concept and, like, blends it into, the like, the tone and the presentation and the style of that series. And so, like, I feel like that's kind of what one piece does here with Sanji. Like it's, it's a character trait of his and they just play right, it like up. It, like, uh, what's the word? Hyperbole, but that's they, not the well, word they exaggerate it even more. Yeah. Exaggerate, Hyper, yes. or, no, I, I kind of see what you mean, but it's like, yeah, they, they exaggerate it even more because, and for reasons, you know, he was stuck on an Island with only, you know, people he wasn't attracted to for two years. So he sees like regular women and he's having nosebleeds. And when he sees like really attractive women, like he, he sees Shirohoshi and Boa Hancock, like, some of the most beautiful women in the world, and turns to stone. Like, that doesn't even make sense for Shirohoshi. She doesn't have that power. Like, but it's, like, it's just, it's taken to even higher extremes. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of another, like, what's another character trait that other characters in this series have that have, like, been played up for a plot point like this. Um, but I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But, like, I don't know. I'm fine. I, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to think if there's another arc when, 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 like, I don't know, has Usopp's cowardice ever been, like, really exaggerated for a plot point? I feel like it has. I feel like that's come up before. I but mean, I it's know. definitely been, like, uh, like for character, but, like, like, with that. the Chu fight. Um, yeah. But, um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure about an exact example. But, anyway, moving on. Um, so, yeah, they, they, I, I mentioned that, of course, because this is where it becomes relevant, because he's playing around in the, the mermaid cafe with the, with the mermaids. The princes arrive. Um, they're looking for the Straw Hats, but um, in attempting to hide Sanji, he reveals himself through a giant nosebleed that's shaped like a mermaid, and um, and then the, the blood stuff comes up, that the fact that uh, fishmen, like, legally, they cannot give blood to humans, you know, um, or vice versa, I forget, uh, yeah, but, um, oh, and, uh, well, they also mention a Fisher Tiger, who, um, you know, who, like, because the, the story we find out later was fabricated by Arlong, where Fisher Tiger 
Um, he he needed blood, but humans refused to give him blood, and he died. Um, of course, that doesn't turn out to be exactly true, but uh, yeah, but yeah, they fight and they run. Um, see, it's all it's we're in the, like the setup part, so there's a little less to talk about. Um, I mean, there is. Uh, well, yeah, I guess went. this is yeah, what just comes it. up later, but like just the introduction of like this. I mean, there's like the the mutual racism of like we we see on uh, Sabodi there was like the the slave trading, so it's like the humans treating the fishmen as inferior, and then we kind of get the inverse on Fishman Island, where you know you see kind of the effects Hody, of yeah. how it's kind of cultivated this not reverse yes, racism, but like it's the right. other side of that coin, right? The other. Well, I mean, we had, we actually saw the 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 anti-human racism first with Arlong because he was spouting this, that same idea. You're but right. He, he just I wasn't... guess yeah, that did happen, <laughs> but it just wasn't a super big idea uh, for that. Right. Arc. Well, because well, like th- we're, this is like almost. 600 chapters later, like, five to 600 chapters later, and we're only now, like, really expa- really expanding on it. Like, we got bits of it in Sabodi, but this is where they, like, really mix together, and we go all, all in, you know? But So, it, like, it's neat to see Arlong again after so long. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to talk about that flashback, because um, it's it's a really good flashback. But, um, oh, yeah, we also meet uh, Hyozo, who, the, the swordsman, who uh, Hachi mentioned his existence way back in Arlong Park, because he said that he was the second best fishman on Swordsman Island, and there's there's number one. Um, and then we meet uh, Madame Charlie, who is a fortune teller who can who has supposedly made predictions that are one you know they've always happened every single one. And um, and that see, I definitely think see. Okay, well now we're talking about fate again. Uh, this arc is definitely Naruto because now we're Neji shit. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like for hate understanding neji like she's just neji that no i'm kidding she can't see the fu- or neji couldn't see the future but uh he did talk about fate uh so yeah i think i'll save our discussion on that for later but uh because it, it influences a lot of actions definitely but um because in the past i've said i wasn't satisfied with it but rereading it i'm like no it's fine um so i'll definitely talk about that um but yeah, they go around. Uh, we learn that the Fishman Island is, it was, you know, uh, covered by Whitebeard, but now uh, Big Mom, it, it's Big Mom's territory. Um, she is pr- supposedly protecting it. Um, not, not like we see any one of hers uh, do anything until like after, right? Yeah, and then there, there's just that panel of Luffy like, oh, I, I hope we get to meet Big Mom one day. And I'm just like, <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> That seems dangerous. She's she's <laughs> an emperor. Um, oh yeah, and we also. Oh, I mean, we we saw a bit of him in the uh, on the descent there. Uh, Vander Decken. Uh, he gets introduced, uh, mentioned as well. Um, what I think is uh, kind of, it's just it's not even like part of. It's not even really like an idea that gets explored in this arc. But I just think it's kind of interesting that we have this. It's almost like a. I don't want to say like flipping a fairy tale on its head because I don't think it's that. I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't think, like, it's that focused. I just think it's a coincidence. But, like, you have uh, the the princess who's, like, locked away in this tower for reasons. But Mm. it's because, like, the guy who's, like, going after her is, like, a stalker and, like, trying to, like, kill her (laughs) if he won't, if she won't marry him. Kill slash marry her, yes. Um, Piece of shit. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that that is a bit fairy tale-esque. Now you mention it. As opposed to like Fairy the, Tale, the other shonen anime, son which is of a bitch. Manga. <laughs> not today. We're not talking about that today. <clears throat> More like Bleach Piece, am I right? God damn it! 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, we we find we get introduced to our our main antagonist of the arc, uh, Hody Jones. Um, he's you know he's got his human uh, minions, and some of them are trying to escape. So he goes wild on them. He uses his drugs to get a power boost, and then just fucking destroys them. Like you know, kind of well, because it's um, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on Hody Jones's introduction? Because I have something to say that ties into some ideas. But uh, go on, go on. Uh... Um, or did you have any thoughts on Hody Jones in general? I'm curious too, because he's a. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll save my thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I won't really say much now because we haven't gotten to like the the actual okay, material. Um, I'll wait then too. Yeah. I, I'll be honest; I don't remember his introduction. I, like this arc oh, had a okay. lot going on. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah, he, he just takes the pills and destroys a, pi- a pirate crew um, that was trying to escape. Oh yeah, that's and... right. There is the part where he like he wears the handcuffs and he's like, "Oh, that's yes, just to show yes, how that, strong he is." That's the yeah. The, that's the part I was talking about because he doesn't use any weapons or fishman karate. He just like destroys them and he sends the bubble up to let humans fear us, you know, to uh, let let them uh, let yeah yeah and. Um, well, because I mean, like one like, thing I, know, I don't know, maybe or... there's something to say with that, like because he doesn't use any weapons, uh, that like he's using mm-hmm. his pure fishman strength. See, to show well, how... that's 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 what I wanted to mention because that's not actually true because he's using the drugs. Because so like to contrast him with Arlong, you know, Arlong and his crew they use their fishmen abil- natural abilities. Like Arlong, you know, prided him his nose and you know his uh, lots of his attack. Like he did have a sword, but he mostly uses you know. Uh, uh, used his, uh, you know, his fishman power. Uh, Karubi used his ca- fishman karate. Chu spat water. Uh, Hachi had six swords because he had six arms. So it's like the, their racial attributes were like a huge part of how they fought. But Hody Jones uses a drug to get physically stronger because, like, he doesn't just use his racial abilities. Like, he, he kind of corrupts it with, uh, uh, well, because, um, I remember, uh, mostly because I, I mentioned it because I watched this, watched the, all these, his videos recently. Super High Patch Wolf's Dragon Ball video, he talked about how, like, you know, the, the, the main characters of Dragon Ball, they get, gain power through, like, physical training and, you know, internal effort, while a lot of the antagonists, like Cell and, Cell and Boo, they gain power through external means. They absorb p- char- other characters, usually. So they're not, like, training, but they're absorb, you know, they're gaining power through you know, taking from someone else, basically. So it's like, basically, he, 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 you know, there's a difference between internal power and external power. So it's like, by using the drugs, it, it's, it's an external power source and they become, they're, they're incredibly reliant on it to the point, like, I'm actually reminded, I don't, um, if you've read Akira, I know you, or I don't think you have, right, Mathwiz? I have seen the movie, but not read it. Yeah, um, oh, did Tetsuo eat a lot of pills in Akira? Uh, cause I, in the manga, he definitely did. He was fucking, like, eating them by the handful, but, um, Probably. cause that's, that's good. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the detail. Actually, I think he did in the movie because the movie movie cuts out a lot because uh, it's it's like adapting a, a t- it's like adapting like two volumes of a six volume story more or less. Though some from later, it was weird. Um, I mean, the manga didn't even finish until the movie was done, and the mo- the movie was directed by the author of the manga. Uh, so it's like it's definitely an interesting case as far as manga anime adaptions go. But. Um, but yeah, what my, uh, that's just a that's just a um, personal uh, thing I was reminded of. But yeah, it's it's that's that's sort of what I took from Hoodie Jones using the drug, and of course it dooms him eventually because he becomes an old man because uh, that's the the tobacco is it's like a mythical Jap- you you might have heard of it elsewhere, have you or no? Uh, no, I don't think there's, so. Not that I can the myth recall. That, yeah, it's a myth that there's a box that if you open it, you become old. I, I, there's more to the myth. Like, um, I think there's a woman involved, and a fisherman gets the box somehow, um, or the sea god. Yeah, so it's like that's why Hody becomes old at the end, and all of his men for using the drug because 
uh, yeah, that's that's how it works. You become old from the t- the then that that was a drug. The, they found the drug in the Tama Tobacco treasure box from the the royal uh you know uh, treasury. So yeah, um, but yeah, if that's the that's my point. He uses an external power source and gets fucked over in the end. Um, like because like and you notice that a lot. Like I mentioned in Bleach too, where uh, Ichigo he gains power in the Aizen fight through meditation, through internal you know, while uh, Aizen uses the whole Gilku, which is an external source of power. Um, did the Boruto movie have the stuff in the tuning exams with the, the ninja tools and Boruto cheating? Yes. It did, right? You're right. An external source of power he was using, and it was, you know, framed as incorrect of him to use that. So, yeah, it's very common, I think. And so this is just another example I wanted to point out. Um, but, and I, but yeah, and like I said, I also thought it was interesting because, because in using an external source of power, he's kind of like, like, he's saying fishmen are great. But what is he without his drugs? Like, he's kind of... Like, Zoro fucking one-shots him underwater. <laughs> like, he ain't shit without his drugs. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, moving on. Um, the Strats are adventuring around, and King Neptune descends to invite them to the Ryugu Palace, the the, the Fishman Kingdom's, um, uh, you know, capital, or main city, or main building. Um, I did think it was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, one thing I forgot to kind of... I guess discussed earlier, like when the crew entered uh, the Fishman Island and they got like separated. Uh, I do think it was kind of cool how like some characters would pop up in certain places at certain times. So like they go to this shop and like Nami's just there. Like, yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. These clothes are too expensive. (laughs) Oh, you can have them for free. And then they take all the bags of them. But yeah, they kind of just like gradually introduce it. Like Zoro, they find at the palace because he was just like, they found him first and they took him there and he was getting drunk. And then they uh, briefly captured him um, because the things happened. Uh, (laughs) I think, I think one of my favorite moments of that in this arc was like, uh, something was happening and then like, they, they talked, they mentioned Robin and then there's like this one page cutaway to Robin and she's like so disconnected from everything else. Just, it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, true. here's Robin. And then they just cut back. I don't know. It just seems kind of, it seems like <laughs> funny timing, but like, it's not a problem. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, no, I, I gotcha. Um, oh yeah. And there was a joke um, on the way to the palace where uh, Neptune says like, um, I believe his name was Zori. And, you know, and they're like, no, it's Zolo. And it's like, that would have been a perfect, like, time to use, like, the, the, to reference the original name. Cause Zori is a little, cause obviously it's Zoro Zori. You know, there's just a, a letter difference instead of a whole syllable difference. But, like, it, it just would have, I just think it would have been a funny time to reference the fact that they're, they're, they're forced to use the four kids name. Uh, or maybe they want to use Zolo. I don't know. I don't know the translator. He's not, I don't know who he is. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, it's just a name gag. Because uh, Funimation actually did do a name gag like that in Skypea, I think. Uh, but um, anyway, moving on. Really? Uh, that's a bit hmm. irre- irrelevant. Um, but yeah, they get to the palace. I really I really like the spread of the palace. Like, just with all the... I, especially, like, I wish... See, it's like, I, I, every time I read the series, like, I always want to try it out in the colored version. Because it looks... Di- the art's different because it's, it's in color. But, you know, I wanted to read it in the regular version this time because, A, it's easier because I have physical volumes. And, B, you know, we're both – I want us to both read the same translation if possible, the Viz, even if that's a, a rough, bit rough for you with the, the split-up two-page spreads. Sorry. Um, whatever site you're using. Oh, that um, does remind me. Uh, someone had left a comment on the, the previous uh, yeah, one yeah. talking on. about the, the Shonen Jump thing that they have now. But I would imagine that Shonen – like – their catalog would be of the weekly releases. So, like, if, it, if any of the it, art gets touched up or, you know, any of the, like, 
volume uh maybe for the SBS stuff like I don't know if that would be there or not. No, the old the old archive do have the volume stuff. I heard someone tweet about that. Someone retweeted it. Oh, um so huh. yeah, if if you're but you're you're only able to read like the most recent chapters if you if you go for free, but if you pay for the subscription, you can read 100 chapters a day is the limit, but um which is eh, I mean there being a limit is maybe eh, but I don't know. 100 chapters seems pretty reasonable. Like we don't do more than like um no we're, we're not not gonna do 100 chapters for at least for one piece like for bleach that might be a problem but for one piece but no. even like so, with, with bleach that would cover like most of what our yeah, I think, did, most reading right, right. was like there like some of the readings you'd have to read a little bit more you know like for 30 to 40 chat even if at if that outside but even if it's of like a day then website. i could just like split that over two days yeah exactly yeah there you go there you go so yeah that so it, like, i'd say it's a it's a pretty good deal um i don't i don't know if i'll uh go through with it myself because i haven't tried their reader but um, it's definitely an option to consider, especially if they keep the pages together. <laughs> like, would you pay to have the two page spreads in all their glory, right? Um, um, <coughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, because anyway, that it also Alice, got me think or, oh, of God. like, you know, if someone would read Hunter Hunter, and you'd get like the weekly like Greed Island scans, as opposed to like the volume uh, ones where it's like so, yeah, completely um, changed. I'm wondering if like, because I don't, they haven't, it hasn't been around. The service hasn't been around long enough because it's like. There's only, you know, it's only been around for like a month or two, a month at most, I'm pretty sure, if that. So it's like, there'd be, that that means there'd be at most like four chapters of a new series. That's not enough for a volume to come out. So I'm wondering if like when a new volume comes out, like officially in English, will they go back and update? Like, uh, like, so right now with One Piece, a uh, chapter, I don't know, volume 90, whatever hasn't come out. So it's like when that volume comes out, or no, chapter, yeah, they're, I think the last one in uh, English was... 88 so when 89 comes out like will they go back and update those chapters with the volume version that has sbs like that would be ideal and the redrawings because like naruto and bleach you know especially naruto um and uh, hunter hunter is another good example like um but yeah they've had some art corrections of the volumes like we read the volume releases for naruto so we didn't see any of the like the really bad art you know um so yeah that's uh, ideally they'd go back and like go back and re, re-, re- uh, you know, change it for the volumes. Like for Naruto Bleach, it shouldn't be a problem, and One Piece, it shouldn't be for like at least eighty or so volumes. But uh, I'm curious as to going forward. So if that's your concern, then um, you know that's just my take on it. So yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, they get to the palace. Uh, Luffy smells food, so he goes off on his own and accidentally sneaks into the princess's secret chamber and meets Shirohoshi, who is uh, <laughs> giants. She's big, like her dad. Um, I do like their interactions, though. Like, uh, for some reason, the one of uh, where Luffy's eating and she, like, pokes his cheek and he spits out his food. For some reason, I like that little bit. Um, and then he's like, what are you doing? And she <laughs> gets, gets mad. I, I love yeah. their interactions of, like, uh, because, like, Luffy is just so... He's just Not so, like... Fuck yeah, or... like, he he doesn't care. He's, like, I don't, insensitive, maybe a little bit at times. But, like, yeah. it's just interesting to see, like, there's uh, the part where, like, because she, she cries a lot. And so he's yes. he's like, wow, you're a weakling. I hate you. And then she's, <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, go away. But he, like, just keeps, like, pressing her because, like, she just, like, I don't know. She's, like, doesn't know how to interact with people because she's, like, cooped up in this she's, place. Yes. And so, like, there's a weird, there like, years, yeah. disconnect on both sides. So, like, when she's, like, get out. But Luffy's, like, insensitive enough to, like, not actually take that to heart. Uh, and then there's right. like the there's another moment where uh like she she's she's upset or whatever and Luffy's just like trying to be like oh I, I I'm sorry I didn't mean to make it <laughs> it's just w- funny seeing Luffy try to like process it 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and well, yeah, because she's like, yeah, she is weak. She's been stuck in here for so long, but she, you know, she wants to go see, you know, trees in the sun. Um, cause she's been, uh, and she even, you know, when she was free, she was still underwater her whole life. And Luffy's like, Hey, let's, you know, I can protect you. Let's go. Like he's, he's willing to, to fight for her freedom because she's been trapped in here for her protection. But Luffy's strong enough to, to, you know, so even if he doesn't like her, he's still like, Hey, let's, let's do some stuff. Like it's, it's a little reminiscent of the Kobe stuff almost like, um, just cause, you know, he was too weak to do anything. But Luffy, Luffy inspired him to, to move and act. And that's becomes important for Shirohoshi later. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Um, so anyway, um, back at the palace, or the, the main part of the palace, the Straw Hats are, the, the royals are trying to capture the Straw Hats because of Charlie's prophecy that says that the Straw Hats are going to destroy the island, and <laughs> I really love how this turns out, because they capture the king and all the soldiers, and then they say, whoops, we dropped out by Fishman Island and accidentally occupied the castle. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's such a silly situation. It's like, it's so organic, but I just love how it's framed. Like, I think it was funny in an older translation because it like, whoops, we, we did like, the, the, like, how does that sound? Like, cause that's kind of what happened. Like they didn't mean to do it. Like, and of course it's the worst thing to happen because it's like, they're, they're already uh, being suspected of stealing mermaids uh, because they don't know the, the fishmen don't know about caribou. Um, and of course there's prophecy and now they've actually done something that can be seen as wrong, even though really they were just defending themselves. Uh, so, <laughs> oh man, I just love it. I just love the two two page spread of like they're arguing about like, well, uh, fuck, what do we do now? Like after having captured everyone, I think there was another oh, part where <laughs> King Neptune had said something like, "Well, I'm, you know, I don't know if we should imprison them. I kind of yeah, want to think it like, over. So let okay. me capture you. So it's like <sighs> I don't know if we should imprison you. So give me time and let me imprison you, so I can decide <laughs> if we should imprison you or not. And it's just, it's just a funny scenario. Yeah, yeah. And Neptune's a, Neptune's a doofus, and like I love how like when they later when they find out that the princess has escaped, because uh, Luffy comes up with the stupidest plan that works perfectly, where he like stuffs her in Megalo's mouth. And they escape, like, I love the fucking panel of Luffy, like, he's, like, got his uh, finger out, he's, like, charge, and then Megalo's, like, going through, and Shirohoshi's just, like, in his mouth, and it's just so, it's so Luffy. But Neptune, like, he actually, like, figured out the plan, because he's like, oh yeah, Megalo came out and with Luffy, and we don't know where the princess is, and he's like, what if, what if the princess was in Megalo's mouth? And he's like, nah, king, you're crazy, no one would ever do that. Like, he's stupid, but he thinks on the same wavelength as Luffy, so they're both stupid. (laughs) Stupid understands stupid. It's it's great. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, the gags are good, as always. Um, oh yeah, they do have a bit of a conversation with uh, the Prince Fukuboshi, who I I also like the the one gag where he, where, um, well, I guess this is a little later, but like after she's been, you know, kidnapped, they say. Uh, and he's like, I'll, I'll do anything to get my daughter back. I'll even let you slay my soldiers. And they're just like, wait, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Though, speaking of Shirohoshi's escape, I also like how afterwards, she's like, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I want to go outside. I'll be sure to be home by dinner, though. Like, she's so adorable. Like, her face <laughs> when she said that is just like, she, she's cute. Shirohoshi's adorable. Um, but anyway, um, oh yeah, so uh, there's a moment where Fukuboshi gives Zoro uh, the messages of from Jinbei, uh, do not fight Hody, and I await you at the forest of the sea, in the, of the sea, which I, Luffy doesn't even know that, but he goes there anyway, because that's where Shirohoshi wanted to go, uh, to, for Otohime's uh, grave, um, so yeah, 
We're getting close to the flashback. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sorry. So anyway, as this is all going down, Hody Jones is has sent. Uh, oh yeah, they've al- he's allied allied with uh, Vanderdecken. Vanderdecken is using his powers to throw soldiers at the castle uh, at Shirahoshi specifically, uh, but they land at the castle because that's where she is. Um, so they're mounting their attack. Um, oh yeah, and we also see Hachi. Um, he's sort of confronting Hody a bit. Um, and we get a bit of their, you know, ideals, especially Hodi's, where, you know, he's, he wants to carry on Arlong's will, and he will kill any humans and any fishmen who sympathize with humans to do so. Um, Hodi included, you know, even though Hodi worked with Arlong and Fisher Tiger. So yeah, um, Luffy and Chihoshi managed to escape. Um, and yeah, there's the moment you were talking about earlier where it's like, where's Robin? And oh, there's Robin. Um... <laughs> Oh, and we do get a moment of Frankie because he's with he's with Tom's little brother because uh, uh Tom left Fishman Island with Kokoro and they ended up at Water Seven, um, and then we we Den's just he's just kind of there to drop some exposition, um, but uh yeah it's fine, uh so yeah Hody and Vanderdecken arrive at the palace, um Vanderdecken pretty much leaves immediately because he's chasing after Shirahoshi whereas uh oh man um Hody Jones uh talks about his uh connection with Arlong and gives Nami a bit like Nami's face when Arlong met or Arlong is mentioned and how like oh uh he was thwarted by a band of humans uh and of course this band of humans um and Nami that's ooh Nami that's some that's some Arlong arc was really good so (laughs) and yeah they fight for a bit and um oh there is another interesting contrast here because like he says he's carrying Arlong's will but I already mentioned he's using drugs and sort of corrupting his whole like oh yeah fishmen are stronger that's why you have to use drugs to keep up with humans uh, but he also there's a moment where um, Zoro attacks and he grabs one of his crewmates and uses Zor- uses him to block the attack and like if you remember back in Arlong arc Arlong mourned over his fallen comrades like he when Zoro um, you know, cut them all up. He was like, he was pissed and sad, like that. You know, the, the, those were his comrades who were suffering because of you know Zoro, someone he'd captured. And now Hody's sort of like letting his comrades be his shield because he's he doesn't care. Like he's not as in, like he doesn't care about fishmen, so to speak. Like he just care. Like he wants to destroy humans more than he likes fishmen, I suppose. Um, which is so yeah. It's like he's carrying Arlong's will, but he's not really following it, honestly. Um, see and um. So, did you have any thoughts about the palace stuff or Zoro defeating Hody? Because I mentioned that earlier already. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a cool moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because one thing I thought about that, because uh, like it, in like beating Hody, he kind of like smashes Hody's ideals, sort of like that fishmen are better even underwater because like, well, because like, well, because like Arlong, like on in the Arlong arc, none of the Straw Hats beat a fishman underwater, like so they were stronger on land. But here you have Zoro easily dispatching Hody underwater, so it just kind of like, well, now what do you do, Hody? Like there goes all your ideals, and of course he retreats into the drugs, and he that then he's able to capture them, you know, because they run out of air because they're underwater. Brook can't even move, and yeah, so that happens. Um, oh, and uh, I did skip over something because uh. Luffy has a bit of a scene with uh, Vanderdecken outside because uh, Shirohoshi gets vomited up. <laughs> oh, so- I remember, that's when I remember tur- seeing or, oh, the, the one volume cover and it had Luffy tied up and I'm like, oh no. How, oh, no. how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, and that that's actually interesting when you bring that up because it's like one thing, because I, I, I kind of talked about this in an old video that was uh, incoherent and kind of rambly. It's taken down now. It's It was a... Um, did ho- hockey kill the action in One Piece? 
And one thing I was trying to get across in that video is sort of how, like, after the time skip, the Straw Hats are stronger now. And when, uh, like, so it's like, compare this, again, Arlong Arc makes a, per- make a per- makes a perfect comparison. Like, when Luffy was stuck in the ground, up to his ankles, like, he was helpless. Like, he tried to fight Arlong, but he pretty much couldn't do anything. But um, to compare that to this, it's like, Luffy defeats Vander Decken, a character who I would say is probably stronger than Arlong. Um, and he defeats him, like, pretty easily while tied up. Like, Luffy is so much stronger at this point in the story, like, you can't handicap these characters anymore. Like, because that's the whole thing during the East Blues, they're always handicapped. Because they're so strong, they need to be, you know, knocked down a peg so that they can actually, you know, have a, a, fair, a fight, fair fight. But at this point, they're so strong that even attempts to handicap them usually don't go over well. <laughs> like, um, though th- um, it is a little different for the Hody fight, as I'll talk about later. But yeah, it's, um, I, w- I thought that was interesting. Because yeah, Luffy's tied up, but it doesn't affect them at all, basically. Like, he still easily t- takes care of Vanderdecken um, and escapes. So yeah, um, that- I thought that was neat. Um, oh yeah, Nami escapes um, with Kami to go to the forest. And so everyone's heads to the forest. So yeah, any final thoughts on that? Or shall we move on to the forest itself? I mean, it is interesting that they all kind of end up going there anyway, even without getting... Or I guess, like, Nami goes there because she knew about the message. But, like, Luffy yes. getting there just by sheer right. coincidence. Yes. You know, and um, Frankie was there because, you know, Sunny it was a good place to hide Sunny. Jinbei was, of course, waiting there. So it all it all kind of works out. <laughs> And of course, Sanji and Chopper, because they were with Luffy, or they met Luffy outside. Um, yeah. Like, because that's what I like, is like, the pieces are always, in, you know, moving into place. Like, I, I mentioned that, uh, I really like that, how the fights sort of uh, panned out in Enya's lobby. And, it, you know, and this is, you know, it's just like, he, he Oda's pretty good at, you know, putting the characters where they need to be more or less organically, you know? Like, it, it's like, oh yeah, that this happens, so that happens. And it's cool. But yeah, so, um, they arrive at the forest, um... <laughs> Luffy's uh, Jin, Jin, Luffy's surprised to see Jinbei, and Jinbei's like, "Oh hey, uh, it's Princess Shirahoshi! Holy fucking shit, it's Princess Shirahoshi!" <laughs> um, he like loses his shit a bit. That's funny. Um, and they sort of like sort of hash out the situation. Um, and of course, yeah, Jinbei needs uh, has a lot of explaining to do, though. There's other stuff going on because you have the the fishmen. Uh, the new fishman pirates. I'm call- see. I'm calling by the old because tra- it's like the- this translation. It calls them the new fishman pirates, but in my head is the neo fishman pirates, which fan translations used. Ah, God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, they're they're trying to um, you know take over the actual fishman island. Um, and you know fishman uh, you know, peace between humans and fishman is just fantasy. Um, oh, and then um, back in the forest, Sanji has uh, some questions regarding uh, Jinbei because. Like, like, kind of almost how it was built up, but back when Yosaku was talking about Jinbei, it, it was kind of like Sanji, I like how Sanji had the idea too, where he's like, I, you know, I consider Jinbei as like the mastermind behind Arlong, but obviously we meet Jinbei and he's, you know, it's pretty different. Uh, he's actually kind of cool. And so he has to explain himself, um, especially in the face of like learning Nami's, uh, like he, uh, that Nami suffered at his hands so badly. He. Um, and of course Nami has new perspective too, because... Um, I forget if I mentioned this, or I know someone in the comments mentioned it, I forget if I mentioned it, but, um, Sabote Park and Arlong Park, uh, look, the, the big, the, the similarity there, you know, Arlong's sort of desire to be like humans, um, in a way, or have what humans had, so to speak, um. Oh no, Arlong is Envy from Full Metal Alchemist, ah. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, he even kind of does like he's um. I think I compared it to like Bo Hancock, sort of, in that he's he he controls. You know, he's he, his idea of like you know he knows this heavenly dragons. He knows you know humans dominate. So his idea of you know being like humans is also to dominate, so to speak. So um, you know he. So he took over this somebody or the Kokuyashi and the which is also in an archipelago. Um, I forget what the whole archipelago is called though, which is why his my mind defaulted to Sabodi. Um, but yeah, um, so Jimbei starts to explain the backstory. Um, you know, uh, Whitebeard helped you know protect the island from pirates. Um, the government is technically like allied with the fishmen, but it's it doesn't mean a lot because the slavery still exists. And of course, uh, Fisher Tiger. The hero who um, f- formed the Sun Pirates that attacked the uh, Marajoa and those heavenly dragons. And um, one thing I forgot, I, I well, I didn't actually know. It was talked about on my server. I mean, you probably, did you ever watch Toradora? I feel like you've watched it. No, I have not yet. Oh, it's popular. Okay, so it's popular, so I guess. Okay, well, because that, that doesn't really have a point, because I haven't seen it either. Um, I was just thought about, well, because I wanted to point out that, like, the tiger and the dragon, that's pretty common. Um, you would say right, like the like the the fact that it's like a mo- like there was like an old cover spread that looked like a ancient Japanese art that had Luffy fighting off a tiger and a dragon. Um, it's okay. imagery that comes up a lot, and um, someone posted sort of like the re- like the myth behind it, and it's actually like super relevant towards why uh, the heavily dragons are dragons and why Fisher Tiger is a tiger, so to speak, or is called Tiger. Um, so basically the idea is that like the dragon is of all the like animals he is the strongest but um what happens is after being the strongest for so long the dragon becomes sort of like complacent and you know he becomes comes stagnant he doesn't and then the the tiger then surpasses the dragon because he is the one who you know tries to fight the dragon even though the dragon's supposed to be the strongest and that's like so pure one piece like <laughs> or even uh, a lot of shonen in general, but like you know, Luffy can be seen as a tiger in that sense too. And so it's very, de- I think it's very deliberate that you know he call Oda calls Fisher Tiger the tiger and the Heavenly Dragons dragons because the dragons are like the the epitome of like stagnance that's actually fucking useless, even though it's at the top. But everyone like they see them as powerful, even though they're just jokes. You know, they're they're weak. They're just normal people. Um, so it's like. Um, I just wanted to point that out because it's like it's you know there that that's it, that whole idea of like the you know the strong becoming complacent and that strength and being surpassed is like um like even in um, there was one episode of Rayview Starlight that I noticed the tiger and the dragon during one of the fights uh it was the one pair um the one one was like a rich girl and had the red haired girl who was a childhood friend um yeah the 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 blue one was the the dragon hypothetically and the red one was the tiger so. Oh, um, Futaba and to... Kaoruko. Sure, you remember? Yeah, okay, yeah, that was them. It's like I don't fucking remember names. I remember banana because that's an English word or not a Japanese word at least. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so it's like the tiger. I noticed that on the walls during the, the start of their fight, and I was like, oh hey, I just learned about this, and here it is, and it makes sense in this context. Neat. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah. Did you have anything else to say about the buildup, or shall we get into the flashback? Um, there are just, I guess, like certain lines that are delivered uh are interesting but like the, the the flashback explains them more so i mean like there is one thing that oda kind of like i guess just on the topic in general oda portrays as he has done in the past with other topics he portrays multiple different sides to things like even before the flashback starts jimbei says oh like the queen had her way and fisher tiger had his way and you know he doesn't uh, he does. He's not sure which of them was right. If either of them was like the correct way to do things, 
So like mm-hmm. both yeah yeah it's like both approaches perfect. kind of have their place. Mm-hmm. See, there's things I want to say, but I can't because it involves uh, a spoiler, sort of like a it's it's kind of like uh, esoteric might be the correct word. Um, but uh, but no, it's there's definitely like their respective ideals are super interesting. Um, how and how it sort of like folds into the story. Um, all right, getting into the flashback. So we got Tiger. Um, well, we'll see. We first we see Tiger, and then it like flashes back even further. And then we get, okay, I'm going to be real here. I fucking love Queen Otohime so fucking much. Like, I love her. I really do. She's so good. Oh my god, like, uh, I don't know specifically why, like, she's a good character. But, like, seeing her, it just get emotional. Like, she's so good. I mean, like, she presents a pretty strong ideology but like it's a i don't know like it's it's a more pure uh like compared to fisher tiger who is willing to go out and like like uh like he'll go out and as he says like he'll break unjust laws to do what needs to be done um but she like uh otohime kind of seems like she tries to like stay within the rules and try to like just appeal more to empathy Right, she's trying to, like, yeah, she she's very, she, I'd definitely say, like, she's very idealistic, whereas Tiger, I'm not sure if I'd outright call him cynical, um, but he, at least, I mean, he's more so, obviously, than Otohime, because, um, yeah, she's, yeah, like that, you know, she, yeah, you're right, she tries to work within the system, you know, which, as we've stated, it's a, it's a broken system, um, so, but, I mean, she, she does manage to win over, uh, you know, a heavenly dragon to some degree, uh, but yeah, she's this, but like, she also, like the fact that she's like weak, you know, like physically, like she, she slaps the dude, uh, and breaks her hand. Like she gets hurt more than him, but yet she continues, uh, and then she's such a crybaby. And oh my God, I love her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I hope this, this whole podcast is just me saying, oh my God, I love Otomi. <laughs> Cause it might be, it fucking might be. <laughs> um, cause you know, the opening scene is good. Cause she, um, you know, she's. And, like, later, afterwards, she preaches, like, to, she's preaching to the crowd about the whole human thing, and she says that, you know, well, because it's, like, later on, we see that, you know, um, we hear from a Koala, the, the former slave, that, uh, you know, the humans are afraid of fishmen because they don't know them and don't understand them. And Otohime says here that it kind of goes both ways. They don't understand the humans really either. Um, so, you know, she wants to move the whole country to or the surface or to, to emigrate. So that they can, you know, be because they, they like uh, when she g- gets drunk and rants at everyone for being shit, <laughs> she like points out that like you know why s- they could live anywhere on the sea floor. Why do they live in the place that has you know the closest thing they have to a sun? You know that because it's oh, it's literally under Marajoa. They are literally sitting under their oppressors. Like, it's, there's, it's symbolic. They want to get out of that. Or Otohime wants them to get out of that. Uh, but of course, she's doing so by, you know, trying to rely on the systems. And um, she kind of gets, uh, she ultimately fails because of, um, I, well, as we find out, it's actually Hodi who uh, killed her. But um, I'll talk about that later. But, um, she, yeah, but again, she is very, very idealistic. And maybe that's why I like her, because she's so, she's so strong in her convictions, even, like, again, it's maybe a bit, uh, like, uh, I don't know if I could be so idealistic, but the fact that she goes for, oh, she's, and I, I don't know, I really like her design, uh, for some reason. Um, like, she's very different from a lot of the women Oda draws. Like, he's not trying to make her, like, super beautiful. 
so to speak. But I think, but I don't know. Maybe that like makes me like her anyway. <laughs> um. I think another part of her. I guess maybe not her specifically, but like the part of this whole conflict is also kind of like partially included in this like opening little introductory scene with her because like when she slaps the guy, she's like, oh, you shouldn't steal. Stealing is so bad. But then like she's also like, well, but you must also have suffered so much to like even go to this point because like, you know, people don't just steal like, oh, I'm evil. I'm going to go take something like he says, like, I have like 10 kids or whatever. So he's like, he's got a family to take care of. And she's, uh, there's like a, a mix because she's like, well, you can't steal because then that makes you part of the, the, the chain, the cycle of uh, wrongdoing. <laughs> the cycle of hatred and vengeance. But then she's yeah, also yeah. like, but, it, but I'm sorry, it's also our fault as lead. It's like the, our fault as leaders for like pushing you to this point and blah, blah, blah. So like she, like ideally, because, you know, she is the more ideal idealistic one. She's like, oh, people shouldn't do these things. Uh, but it also like in that sort of like, not hesitation, but like in that, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but like it, uh, her perspective also kind of like takes into account the, like the middle ground, because like, I think the, like, if we were to like put these characters on a spectrum, you have like Otohime, who is the most idealistic and she would prefer to do things within the rules and try to do, you know, do things that way. Um, and you know, like without fighting or bloodshed or anything like that. Right, um, right. Fish, Whereas, Fisher Tiger um, is, is course... Fisher Tiger is more like the middle ground because he yeah his perspective yeah. like he wants the peace he wants to do things for the greater good but he is also willing to break unjust laws so he's kind of the middle ground right. and then you have someone and like, he's also un- well he's also unwilling to like he can't let go of his hatred for humans because he suffered as a slave at their hands like yeah um so he, he he's he he wishes that he could like he could be idealistic enough to believe in peace between the two but he he himself can't get over that hatred so he sort of has no right to agree with otohime especially when his actions like he pissed off the heavenly dragons the people who have the power over the system that otohime wants to win over like there's a you know it's he did his actions because he thought they were right but like and and that's also it created a discrepancy and of course i i know what you're gonna say go on uh the other end of the spectrum from otohime uh-huh. yeah because like then there, then there's arlong who is um you know he is more out to oppress humans and like but he also still has like he still cares about yeah, his fishmen and like fishmen. Um, right. as it comes up later like he has the experience of that oppression that has kind of shaped his perspective in the first place um i'd say I don't know if like yeah he did yeah he did oh because like even if it was for a short while he was in Emple Down you know he was in like the war like that place was a fucking shithole okay like he 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 knows what it's like like what humans could be like at their worst whereas uh Hody doesn't have much of anything but uh, go yeah, on yeah because I don't um, I mean you could say Hody is the complete other end of the spectrum but I don't know I if he's can't... even on the spectrum really if he's kind of like <laughs> because like, he's like he's burn it all down kind of, yeah yeah, bur- yeah burn it all down he's you know the complete. I don't know. Well, see, I was maybe going to say, yeah, he would be the other... Because he's, like, he's the most cynical. All humans are irredeemable. People who like humans are irredeemable by proxy. Like, that's... How more cynical can you get? Yeah, like, yeah, I guess that is on the spectrum, if you see him at, Like, if you see that's, that's and the yeah, very... And, yeah, he, he's, like... Instead of, like, you know, kill, it's like, like, he doesn't want to literally kill everyone, like, obviously he, he can't kill it, but he he wants to kill, like, as many people as possible, damn near, like, any human who dares oppose them, and, yeah, so it's like, yeah, he's, I, I see, you know, what you mean by him not necessarily being on the spectrum, but I'd say he's there, just like, it's, ooh, he's, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a guy, he's a hoodie, <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, I definitely like how like because yeah he because that's what you know kind of what I said earlier like the art arc isn't very straw hat focused but like 
you know, what we do get is we get a conflict of all these characters. They all have their ideals and they all go for those ideals. But like, um, but like Otohime, I feel like, you know, she has the correct path more or less. Like, it, you know, it is idealistic, but you know, it's, you know, what, um, it's, I think what, you know, could be done like, or, and she works towards it and things are happening on that front. But, um, at the same time, she's not able, she doesn't have the charisma to rally the people where Fisher Tiger does, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have the path so to speak. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't see eye-to-eye with Otohime. So it's like a hypothetical, like, you know, uh, merge of the two would be ideal, but they're, unfortunately, they're two different sides uh, to the the thing. And I think there's of, uh, also well, there's... a bit of a, a bit of a drawback to Otohime's approach because, like, we see, um, like, when they talk about, uh, like, when the people go up to her and they're like, well, how many petitions or how many signatures or whatever do you have and she's like oh i have a thousand out of uh the population of five million or whatever so like she i don't want to say that she doesn't get results but like perhaps not like you said she doesn't have the charisma so perhaps like not enough to really like motivate the cause whereas like someone like fisher tiger kind of goes out and does and that yeah that like he becomes kind of yeah i don't want to maybe not the hero of the people but like he's the one that people kind of look to and are able to kind of like yes he's, so like he's the one who gets idolized as the, the he's the hero adventure fisher tiger and arlong even leans into that when he comes up with the fake story that makes Ar- him look more like a hero um with, later on in the flashback with um because he lies about the blood transfusion thing um but uh yeah or go on you're you um, gonna say something I but yeah i guess what part of what i wanted to say with the way that oda handles this is like it it would be very easy to kind of glorify Otohime's perspective as, like, the correct one. Because, like, we do see that some of Fisher Tiger's actions have kind of repercussions on what she's trying to do. But at the same time, there are some benefits that come out of Fisher Tiger's actions to, you know, kind of buck the system a bit. So... Yeah, right. Like, he saves people... Like, he saved, like, Hancock, who, you know, she's helping Luffy. Like, she, you know, he saved... The Fishmen, who he saved, um... Like, Aladdin, Aladdin was, a, you know, a slave, and now he's a, a ship doctor on the Sun Pirate. So it's like, yeah, he saved actual people. And, yeah, the system, like, what they talk about, how broken the system is, where it's like, you know, it's a crime to free slaves, and, you know, it's but it's fine to sell them. Like, I think Jimbei was talking about how, like, because that's, that's really fucked up. Like, um, so it's like, you could think, like, maybe maybe Otohime's uh, path will eventually end Fishman's slavery, but at the same time, it's going to be a slow road to walk, and how many people will suffer and die in those conditions in yeah. the meantime? Like, so it's like, you know, um, I mean, that aspect specifically wasn't necessarily like touched upon. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you know, glorifying Otohime's way. But um, yeah, it's like because well, it, it is you know, kind of. Uh, I don't want to say it'd be easy to take the like the moral high ground here, but like from that perspective, like sometimes some people I think can get so caught up in that idea so that like somebody like fisher tiger who does go out and act in the way that he does and like Mm -hmm. they can see that as kind of like oh you you have lost the the moral battle because you have gone out and done uh like you've acted out bad things yeah Yeah, or like acted outside of the system he's a pirate he's an outlaw that's bad quote suppose you know as like don't think about it like fisher tiger is is like him and Luffy are the only, like, good pirates in the setting, the only pirates who've done good things, and that's because they go against the system, you know? Like, Luffy wouldn't have a bounty in the real world because he just, like, goes around and eats food and checks out shit. Like, he, is, he doesn't do anything wrong unless you try to do him, you know, force your will onto him. And then, then he'll, he'll fight back, he'll push back. So, or, or others, you know, and he'll defend. So, yeah, but, um... So, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, like, it, it's not... It's not as simple, uh, uh, like, it doesn't 
boil the discussion down to like a few like a few select points and kind of like stick to that like I don't know I don't feel like just saying there is nuance here like really like I don't know I can't think of any other way to kind of like convey the idea mm-hmm. so yeah um like it's not black and white I guess yeah that's it's it's yeah that's cool that's cool um but yeah, moving on uh we we get we get to see Arlong and Jinbei as they were uh, Jinbei in particular looks a little different like his hair like uh his hair is styled differently um he's got his uh, military uniform um and also it's like interesting like for some reason when like fisher tiger like because they're like arguing and fisher tiger comes back and like arlong's like smiling like like a genuine like happy smile and you don't like see that on his face but it's like so it's just like (laughs) it's you know it's different but i but i like that because it's like arlong's happy maybe he he i don't know it's like seeing like the whole fishman shit i'm like you know i just maybe maybe things could have been different for arlong in a different time um and if but it's you know eh like because that's the thing he does like love his fish pen so like even if he's like a shit bag towards and killed fucking Belmare and made me cry <laughs> um at least you know it's like yeah at least he does it out of a love for fishmen whereas Hody's just a piece of shit um but yeah so because of the slaves uh Fisher Tiger freed they all took take on the sun tattoo to hide you know the the real slaves and um they they take up the, the pirate flag um Oh, also, I want to uh, point out something because uh, Shirahoshi, as like a little baby, she's like still giant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but she's also really, really adorable. <laughs> like, I don't just the, the blush on her cheeks. She's just cute. <laughs> and I don't know something about it being her being giant is just fun because it's like she's she's just a big baby. I mean, so yeah, nothing's changed in fifteen years. She's just a big baby, right? No, um... <laughs> that was a joke. Um, so yeah. Um... Yeah, we 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 get we do get a scene where a tiger is talking about uh, talking to Otohime or Neptune, and Otohime is there, and uh, you know he says like, you know, oh, I, I, on my last journey, I saw human nature. You know, I, um, slave being a slave is like a living hell. So you know he's not going to you know unify himself with the fishman people. He's going to to, to fight because he he can't stand the idea of slavery. Um, and of course, in doing that, he he's separating um, you know uh, the people. And their hearts from Otohime. Um, but yeah, the Sun Pirates, um, you know, they, they're fighting, but like, they're still, um, well, see, I, I guess I kind of thought that was interesting because it's like, you know, we know the bad sides of the humans, you know, they, they keep slaves and shit. So Tiger tries to keep like a moral high ground in that, they, you know, they will not kill humans, you know? And I think um, even when um, they get, a, Tiger gets arrested, his crimes are, it's like freeing the slaves and resisting arrest. Like, in what fucking world should those be like crimes or no, it's, it's assault. It's escape, escaping being a slave. And, you know, I think there was a fan translation that said resisting arrest instead of assault. But it's like, I think that translation gets at him at the, the issue more because it's like, like he's, he's resisting arrest for escaping fucking slavery. Like God, uh, a system that allows slavery is just not good. So yeah. Um, but so yeah, he's trying to keep the moral high ground over people because like yeah, the, the none of the sun pirates murdered, uh, so they they kept on to that. But it didn't not that it really helped. Um, they still got <sighs> tiger still got killed. Oh yeah, and then they meet uh, koala, the slave girl, um, who she's been heavily traumatized by being a slave. But um, so yeah, I guess this is the the positive side to Tiger's Road, where it's like you know this was suffering that was happening that um, would still be going on if not for Tiger 
saving her. And now we see, you know, she, cause she's like, she's still like, so, uh, uh, you know, she's like cleaning stuff up because of the trauma that she had as, uh, as a slave. Uh, the but panels now, where she's just like constantly uh, smiling through everything. It's like so oh uncomfortable God. to look at. Uh. Uh, like in fucking, like how many pages, like one, two, three, four, five, like five pages. He makes this, like this character, like you just get her entire like deal and <laughs> And then she the, the catharsis when she she cry, she finally cries and allows herself to be weak because she's no longer you know her life isn't on the line she's free and oh god <laughs> it's good and of course she gets she gets a brand of her own like a human with the sun pirate tattoo and oh but yeah so it's like yeah and uh, it's yeah so that that I didn't think about that when reading it until you said something but yeah that is that yeah that I think that, that leans a little bit into that so yeah that's good and I mean like um, there is a, a common ground between them because like yeah the I believe the sun pirates up to that point were like all fishmen like I think that was their thing but yeah, like here's right. another so character who is not a fishman but has gone through the you know a similar or the same experience of like you know they were all slaves so like she get she gets like branded as a sun pirate so like that that's something that that connects them um yes right the, the, the like the system is wrong but it's not just affecting fishmen too so and you know in freeing cuz he like cuz fisher tiger specifically freed people of any race like he freed uh, the kuja amazons uh he freed uh, humans um he probably freed i don't know giants and whatever other we saw the race list like there's like long arms and long legs probably freed some of them too i don't see why not you know um so yeah and they they do eventually take her home, but oh, like, like, before okay, that, yeah. I do think there was okay, one on, on. Uh, kind of I don't know go powerful panel or, or, or a couple of panels I guess um, where Jimbe is like talking to her because she's like I forget what had happened what the scene yes. was but he's I... like is it because we're pirates is that why they're afraid of us and she replies like it's because they don't know anything like that's why they're afraid yeah, yeah. of the fishmen and so Jimbe asks will things change if they get to know us and. Then there, like, there's no response because, like, she's distracted with. So, like, I uh, think that Hachi says. A game, yeah. I think that says a lot, um, because, like, it's like, will things change? I don't know. They might. They might not. It depends yeah. on the person. Depends it... on the people. Ugh. Right, because obviously some people, like, you know, I don't see most of the Heavenly Dragons changing because, like, they benefit so much for the, from the system. It's like, why would you know, like, they, like, honestly, like, the Heavenly Dragons are fucking awful, but being one. My, you know, like you get to do literally whatever you want. You have pure freedom. Like why, you know, it's like, would anyone want to give that away? Like, it's hard to imagine yes or no, just cause it's, I mean, obviously it's such an extreme situation. It's like, I don't know if I could put myself in those shoes, but it's like, you know, living in easy comfort for nothing. Like I can at least connect with that much. So yeah, but it's like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, um, some people won't change. I don't think, but, uh, that's there's also but they're they're also a very small minority there's like what 20 families that have existed you know they've formed the world government and that's that's it that's the you know the descendants of those families like yeah um so who knows um but yeah they do reach koala's home island uh there's one really cute uh set of panels where like tiger is taking her to her town and uh like koala tries to hold his hand and he's he's pushing her away of course because he's he's not a fan of humans but she keeps trying to get closer and it's so oh she's so cute <laughs> <laughs> and she, and as tiger walks away he waves goodbye and then the fucking marines come in to arrest him because it was a fucking trap because they they uh they they fuck the fucking people over the navy because it's like he's a scary fishman who betrayed the marines you know 
<sighs> God damn it. And then we get to the, the blood scene where we find out that uh, Tiger was, a, in fact, for a former slave. And he he, re- he rejects having human blood inside him because... He, you know, he he feels like his body might reject it just because he was complete. He can't, he can never love humans. Like even this one adorable little girl, like he still couldn't um come bring himself to to love her. Like you know, um, so even though he understands, like yeah, human, like he, he even says like there's plenty of compassionate humans in the world, um, and he doesn't like that he you know he 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 doesn't want to leave hatred as a legacy, but he can't stop hating. So it's like so that kind of like. I guess that answers Jinbei's question and just from the other side in that, um, you know, because because that's the thing is like, so here's an important thing, because like you said that there are similarities to Tiger and Otohime's like ideals. But in that, I think they also have similar failings. Um, And Tiger sort of like hints at that because like Jinbei says, you know, like, will humans ever understand um, fishmen? But um, the um, fishmen don't understand humans necessarily either. Um, And like, but it's also that, like, fishmen have, the point is that the fishmen have their own, their own darkness, because that's, that's what Hody is. Hody, like, through being idealistic, you know, like, because Fisher Tiger tries to hold the moral high ground over humans, and it try, it tries to ignore his hatred, because he'd probably love to kill humans, because, because of the, especially the bad ones, because of the hatred, but he refuses to hate, or he refuses to fall to that hate, rather, even though he, 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 ha- he can't move on from that hate, um, where, and then, you know, Otome, Otohime, you know, he's, she's, again, super idealistic. So they all sort of, like, ignore or, you know, d- dismiss the, the shadows of the fishmen, and that leads to Hody Jones. Yeah. Um, the, who is, yeah. So um, that's kind of how, like, there, there's so much idealism that it, it ends up being a bit of a failing because they're only looking at humans and the human relations to fishmen, not the fishmen and their problems themselves. Because they had this whole slum, the fishmen district, that Hody abused and formed a, a massive army from that, like that was like like a hundred thousand men that would have easily conquered the whole rest of Fishman Island if Hody had his way. Like all because they, you know, they they looked over that that uh you know darkness of the Fishman people. So it's like you know they can't. Yeah, um, thought that was interesting. Um, but anyway, um, Arlon, or did you have anything other things to say about Fisher Tiger? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot I could say, but I don't know how much of it I want to say here. Because uh, again, like That's part fair. of this, I still want to kind of go back and reread it to kind of figure it's out a dense arc how everything and, kind well, of cause... <laughs> falls into place. Going, yeah. And then how everything, mm. cause I kind of want to reread it too. It's good. Well, I was going to say you're also sort of like pressed because you were like, uh, working on a video up to like, you wanted to make sure it was, it came out in 2018. So you were working on that to like the last minute. And then it's like, Oh yeah, we're recording on the second. So you're like, uh, I have to read, uh, six volumes on new year's day. Or six plus, give or take, maybe seven. Um, so it's like you, you, you know, you kind of. I don't, I don't know. How, did you have a trouble reading through everything, or like, were you up at later well, or what? I mean, that that wasn't really the problem. Like, yeah, I did have to okay, read most what, of it in one in one gotcha. shot, which I don't know, maybe doesn't help. But like, there, it it is a a, a dense arc, with, and like, I don't know. There's re- there's very real world applications I could talk about with, with all this, but I don't know how much of that I want to include here. Yeah, uh, and like, like. I don't know. Thinking of like how it all plays together, like I I don't I obviously didn't know what was going to happen in this arc. This is my first reading, yeah, that's so the like, thing. It's like I ha- yeah. now that I know like what the ending of the arc is, I'd want to go back and figure out like how everything connects together. Um, yes. To give like a, a full comprehensive stance on it, but like I do I do find it interesting that you know you do have someone in the position of Fisher Tiger who, you know, even d- despite the fact that he 
doesn't kill humans and like he tries to kind of rise above his his own hatred of them he he can't really do that and like can you really fault him for that cuz like they they made him a slave and like you know he he has very real traumatic experiences caused by and, and like ideally people would like that's that's i guess like the the i don't want to say heroic but like that's the the idealistic story is oh the characters overcome their their hatred in, yeah. the, in their past and like they they move beyond that but can you really fault someone for not being able to do that like i mean in the case of like yeah, no we've seen what it's like are, to live as a slave like it, it's not or in the story it's it's like rough. there are negative um, sides to that like there are characters like arlong and um hody who like take that and they like weaponize their hatred but you do have someone like fisher tiger who yeah he might not ever be able to kind of get over that hatred and that's what kills him in the end but he doesn't take that out on like the fishmen i guess kind of suffer like for reasons you had said earlier um because he doesn't really confront that part of it but like he doesn't take that out on the people yes he's not like he, he he's he's can't move past his hatred and it does kill him but he's not like a negative force on the world for it like he's just like that's the thing after freeing the slaves like he doesn't really accomplish anything after that he keeps them free pretty much like ultimately the one who actually frees them quote unquote is Jinbei because he becomes a warlord you know he's able to exist in the system in a way that allows for the fishmen under him to be like free from the law because that's what a warlord is it's one who you know submits to the government and becomes free from the you know free or free from being a criminal rather because that's the thing he, so it's like not that they can do whatever they want um you know but um so yeah in a way it's Jinbei who sort of like moves forward where Fisher Tiger couldn't um because of course Jinbei was probably like Jinbei was probably stronger because he was the one who got the the higher bounty after Tiger mm-hmm. uh died so um I only just realized that <laughs> yeah because then so, there yeah, is also uh, something to be said about like how much can one person really do like you can because like there are system in, systems in place that need to be you know kind of overcome and generations of you know how this was built upon because some people are just raised certain ways and they don't know any better like the the celestial dragons like they're just raised to believe that they are the the yeah. cream of the crop the top of the world that they are elite or, or the nobility yeah in the nobility like i mentioned the one little girl who was told by her dad in uh the goa flashback that like why work why uh you know are they trash why could, don't they just move out of being trash oh they or why can't they just be nobles like us and well they weren't, weren't born nobles and oh yeah silly trash people not being nor- like they're just like raised in it and that's all they know so yeah um, so like because and that Hody's Hody's almost like the inverse of that because he was only raised in the Fishman Island where they revered these people who hated humans yes. and because that's a uh, yeah it's good <laughs> um, um, I feel like I had something else to say um, hopefully I'll remember by the end of the arc <laughs> but yeah um, so yeah Arlong is pissed at Fisher Tiger's death because you know he um, you know he 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 chose to die but. Um, you know, like, yeah, he still died here. He freed the slaves, but, um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Arlong goes and gets wrecked by, uh, Borsalino, aka the future Admiral Kizaru. Um, and, uh, he gets captured and he spreads the fake story. And what I wanted to say earlier, um, it was that, cause the whole arc, you know, a big part of the arc is understanding. And I thought it was interesting that Arlong spreads a fake story about Fisher Tiger, because, like, in sort of like making the story that demonizes the humans and glorifies Fisher Tiger, he sort of distances um, the world from understanding Fisher Tiger, so to speak. Like he's he's he he wasn't as you know much of a hero as you know Arlong says he is. Like uh, um so 
I just noted that. I don't know if I have anything more to say about that, but uh, I thought it was interesting, uh, an interesting note. Because, um, oh yeah, that's what I want to say, is because, like, because you said you want to reread the arc, like, I have more notes on this arc, like, per chapter, like, the average, especially during the flashback, like, my notes on each chapter are way more than normal, <laughs> like, I have, like, for reference, uh, chapter, um, 634, which happens during, like, the fight, the, right before the fighting and stuff, that was 38 words of notes, for chapter, uh, 623, which is during the flashback, was, uh, oops, um, 173 words, so almost, like, four times as much. Um, no, more than four times as much. So, so it's, like, yeah, on just one chapter, a lot. I had that for... Almost every single chapter of the flashback had, like, a comparable amount of words. So it's, like, I I have I had a lot to say about the flashback. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely really interesting. Or I found it interesting. So, um, but, yeah. Um, so Jinbei sends uh, the royal family of the Fishman Island a letter about... Uh, telling the truth about Tiger's uh, hatred, you know, the, the, about Tiger's fate, sort of. And Otohime sort of takes from that that she's go- she's going to try harder. She's go- But um, it honestly fails even worse because, like, people love Tiger even more now because of that fake story. And that gets even more in the way of uh, Otohime uh, and her, her goal because they connect too much to the the hero of Tiger. So, yeah, hmm, I'm not hmm, that's... I need to think more on that. <laughs> and, like... Oh, the, the part where, like, they, they take all the signatures from the box, and she goes home to cry. <laughs> no! Uh, I love Otohime so much. And then she gets drunk and rants about the kingdom. <laughs> I love her. Oh, man. And, yeah, she basically says, you know, like, yeah, if you if if you guys want to, you know, want your children to be free, if you, you know, again, like, they're literally living under their oppressors, um, you know, so like they should overcome that os- obstacle and move move forward and change the island for the better. And uh, she's so good. She's so good. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Um. Then Jinbei gets the the offer to become a warlord of the sea and uh, chooses uh, to to take the um take the offer even if it means uh, freeing Arlong. <laughs> Though I always wonder if, like, maybe Jebek has said, like, uh, yeah, I might be a warlord, but could, could you keep Arlong in prison? No. <laughs> I always <laughs> thought about that, but, uh, because, uh, that did turn out pretty bad. Um, but yeah, Ty- uh, Arlong, you know, he wants to, he, he wants to sort of take over, you know, accomplish his goals and take over human and humans, and of course, by doing that, he went to the East Blue, the weakest sea, and tried to build an empire by, you know, uh, taking as much resources as he could from the, um, you know, the area around where Nami lived, and uh, then we saw we saw where that happened like ages ago. Yeah, um, another thing I think is interesting about this, uh, well, the flashback, but like the arc in general is like it does kind of make me you know, sympathize for Arlong a bit, even though, like, Arlong did, you know, he's clearly not, like, yeah, the, like I was... <laughs> not the ideal you know, person, because, like, he still ha- he still harbors a lot of hatred, and he weaponizes that against people, and you know, obviously that has tangible effects on Nami. Um, yes. But what, the, what this art kind of does is, you know, like, it does portray that, like, he had, the difference between him and someone like Hody, why Arlong is, you know, quote-unquote better in some ways, is that, like, he right. he has actually like gone through those experiences so like there is a a personal uh th- like there's a i don't know he ha- like it's not like he's just being kind of indoctrinated into this hatred like Hody where he just like he doesn't have those experiences himself but he uh just goes out and hurts people anyway uh, so like Arlong 
as I said earlier, like with Fisher Tiger, like it's understandable for someone to not want to forgive the the people who you know hurt them, who caused them some form of pain or trauma. But um, like in in saying that though, like Nami doesn't hate him for being a fish man. Like so, you can be yeah. Like there are there are reasons why people can hate you, but like it's not like I guess just because you kind of like have that like maybe you have some sort of trauma or like you were oppressed or whatever but like there's also um like in the case of Arlong like he's also a he's also a bad person in other for other reasons like Nami has other yes. reasons to hate him right right well because like yeah she forgives Hachi even though he was complicit like yeah he was he was there the whole time and he didn't try to help her or anything he was a bad guy but at least you know he wasn't malicious he wasn't like evil he was just doing orders more or less and even then like um i don't yeah what did like i he didn't do anything particularly wrong aside from like you know he helped uh, oppress a nation for so i don't like did he kill anyone i don't know um pro- maybe uh i mean you know he defend might have defended himself but like yeah he's he's again not as bad as arlong and you know nami he tried to do better after after that whole incident and so nami found it in herself to forgive him and yeah nami is actually really important because like yeah like you said she was basically kept as a slave like not as bad considering but like still she was you know oppressed she was you know even though she she tried to get out of it actually know, yeah that, that's a really good point because like if arlong park is like the the sabote park or whatever um then like arlong that was the kind place of like, where yes. the the fishman slaves were held so then like arlong ends up having well, it, someone like yeah. nami who yeah. has to just kind of do his bidding and you know really the rest of the people of that orange village or whatever it was called uh yeah, so, yeah, they're 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 all stuck there under his thumb, basically. Like again, their conditions aren't as bad as like actual slaves on you know Savodi or Marajoa, but he, he mommy was basically his slave, and uh, so he, he in that he's like, well, a you know he's you know he is a fishman who's not really being that much better than humans, though obviously there's worse on both there are worse humans and worse fishmen. But Nami is also she shows the counterpoint to Fisher Tiger in that she is someone who is is able to move move on past her hatred. You know she like I, I mean you know she's she doesn't hate fishmen because of one fish person. She she recognizes that the whole race has uh, you know its own circumstances and issues. Like she's able to like whereas Tiger like he hated all humans. He couldn't he knew that there were you know good ones and compassionate ones, but he couldn't move on from his hatred. So but Nami was, and I, I, that's a really important contrast I think. Yeah the, um, yeah the opposite of like you know some some people are good but the all people are bad versus like not all fish men are bad but you know one or two or some can be yeah yeah there's you know neither well that's the thing because they're you know as we see with the blood thing they're not really that different like obviously there's circumstances for each race that lead to each you know um having different you know paths and uh like or options available to them like fishmen just have it harder in life because uh, regular humans don't like oh yeah you might be a slave just because of your race like that's that's doesn't happen you know well i mean it happens there are human slaves but it's not like as like proportional like you know with human the fishmen live right under sabote and marajoa where they are kept as slaves like humans can live anywhere fishmen don't live anywhere that's that's the whole thing with otohime she wants to free them from that um uh, i think i had a point there but i lost track of what i was saying um yeah, but um, it, yeah, Nami was able to move on past her hate, and that's good. Um, but yeah, let's uh, yeah, um, so moving on because I am lost. <laughs> so yeah, um, a heavenly dragon ship crash uh, crashes in Fishman Island because it's uh, the heavenly dragon on it wanted to go back into he wanted his slaves back. Um, 
and and well yeah like uh, honestly like uh, for once i agree with hoodie here because he says like oh it's a heavenly dragon the worst kind of trash and it's like yeah like kid basically said said the same thing on um Sabodi, and it's like yeah i, ca- I kind of agree <laughs> Um, the, the heavenly dragons are the worst, but, um, it's so, we, and we, we do kind of see like a test of the, the ideals. Cause it's like, you have a fishman who, um, you know, they're, they're ready to kill the heavenly dragon and say, Oh, he died in an accident, you know? Oh, well, um, cause I, that's, that's a pretty rare opportunity. The ability to kill a heavenly dragon and basically get away with it. Um, so, but Otohime, even, you know, with the, with the, this trash human being, um, still takes a bullet for him. Because, and, oh, the line she delivers, the children are watching, like, <laughs> it's a good moment. Because, you know, she wants to keep the hatred from spreading to the kids. And so she, she's kind of like, like, she's not fully addressing the, the hatred of the fishmen, um, but she is at least, you know, sort of like charting the path for like, this is how you prevent more hoodies from happening, you know, by, because in spreading that hatred, like, which is, because that's the thing is she never went to the fish. Did she ever preach her ideals in the fishman district? Honestly, she'd probably like, she'd need a, a few extra bodyguards because they fucking hate humans down there. But like, you know, she didn't, I don't think we ever see her reaching out to those people. Like she's only reaching out to the people in the regular fishman island, you know, um, the people who do live under the light. So yeah, I never thought about that. And then the motherfucking celestial dragon still tries to shoot her anyway, even after she spared his life. Well, I think he was like taking her as a hostage uh, to try and save his own life from the slaves. That doesn't and, of make course, it Shirohoshi... any <laughs> No, it doesn't. He's st- he's still a piece of shit. Um, well, it's uh, well, it's not like he's like killing, trying to kill her like randomly. Um, he's still a piece of shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, and of course, uh, but that makes uh, Shirohoshi freak out. And she awakens uh, the reason I told you to wait on your One Piece video that you had in mind. Uh, because, you know, the whole thing with um, oh, Any Lobby yeah, Water 7 yeah. was weapons. And here here we get introduced to a person who is, in fact, an ancient weapon. Um, or was it uh, Poseidon? That was the one. Um, yeah. She has the ability to speak to sea kings. Because uh, as mermaids can do with fish, as uh, Jinbei can do with whale sharks, as Neptune can do with whales... And she could do it with the biggest, most dangerous animals in the world, or, you know, that the, there's so many of those fuckers in the calm belt, like, holy shit, she's dangerous. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't think this arc in particular had anything to add to that point about, like, responsibility and, you know, weapons, because she is a weapon. But, um, it you know, she's barely aware of it, and she does use her power at the end of the arc, but, you know, it's not fully addressed, so... Um, I don't know if there's anything to add to the video, but I was just, I just wanted to say, it, or that idea, that arc, but I just wanted to, you know, it is a, I guess, a potential w- way to add to the conversation if Oda decides to go that route yeah. uh, later. There is um, uh, another idea on this arc that, you know, again, like, I would want to go back and reread it to kind of piece things together and see if there's more substance to the idea, but... Um, like when the celestial dragon shows up, like that does also kind of introduce the the concept of of like pa- like power. Like when something like this yes. exists, they have and, the absolute power. Yes. Yeah. So like go on, go on. some people have more have more privilege to you know act certain ways because they they have power. So like some people like in this case, you know, if you see it as like the eye for an eye or whatever, like if they they kill the celestial dragon, there will be like repercussions for that. Or like when Fisher Tiger freed the slaves, like there were repercussions for that yeah. because the fishmen did not have power like the, the, the right, people right. did. So oh yeah, that's a good point. But I, I don't um, know, I can't it, think it of any other like. 
big examples of that. So, which is why I'd want to go back and read it. Well, it's it. definitely like I mean, it, it it does it you know it continues to point out flaws of the system because you know there's just such an obviously inequality just for the fact of like they're fishmen so they don't have any kind of power. Like if they like that's the thing if a human kills a fishman no one cares but if a fishman kills a human now like eh, i don't know it's is or, like people that's that does it just carries a different connotation with it just because of like how the world sees the you know the races like fishmen are these scary fish people who you know were weren't even classified as people 200 years ago and eh, yeah so yeah man i feel um I'm, I'm trying to keep it to the context of the story because i don't know enough about real life to to to, to confidently talk about it um so yeah, but yeah. It's kind of hard to like not. <laughs> I know it's it's hard to not, but it's at the same time. It's, well, I said two hundred years ago, and I'm like, wait, what year was it? Two hundred years ago? Uh, because it was probably uh, the eight eighteen hundreds, and uh, America probably had slaves. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, it's probably very deliberate. Uh, so well, because a lot of people actually like uh, try to alle- you know allegorize this whole arc with the specifically the sort of the American civil rights thing. Like there's comparisons of Martin Luther King Jr. to Otohime and. Uh, Malcolm X to Fisher Tiger. Um, I'm not going to outright say it's a deliberate allegory. Like, you know, um, if you're, if you want my stance on like allegory versus association, um, watch Lindsay Ellis's video on Bright, which is also about fantasy racism, kind of, though, um, not quite a like full setting of fantasy racism, just sort of like an alternate earth one. And she talks about a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien where he says like, um, you know, he didn't intend, you know, he, he doesn't think Lord of the Rings is an allegory for race because he didn't, intend for him to write to write that so it's like um so if you want to like come up with the association and make the argument that's fine like and you know it's it's kind of interesting but at the same time i don't necessarily like and maybe oda did use that as influence um but it's like yeah that, that that's something Westbrook, i would what, want to like what, look into in research before like exactly. saying that, oh there's a definite make connection up. here right right because there's other in, like it's not like that that's the in a, an American would understandably come to that conclusion because that's the the one ish, uh, you know um, thing with regarding like systemic di- discrimination and racism that we're all like really familiar with because we're taught a lot about the civil rights movement in schools. Uh, I don't know how much a, like what uh, you know a Japanese uh, student going through school would learn about it. I don't know what incidents of race, actual racism, Oda researched before approaching it in his own story. So it's like yeah, there's similarities and that, that uh, can be interesting. But again, that's it, without like a very direct something like something very direct i would assume it's association you know unless the author stated otherwise you know and not that that like devalues it you know i just think people throw around the word allegory a bit too much when association doesn't you know that's like the you know the only difference is that like um you know did the author actually intend for it is you know or did the, is the reader getting out of it which goes into authorial intent which Ellis also did a video on recently <laughs> um, so it's a big conversation but um so i mean I'm, I'm not gonna like bitch at someone for using allegory i just like again it's like and there are differences because um i'm because I, I mean in this one um I, I don't think i don't think malcolm was malcolm x assassinated i don't think because a tiger uh died first so it's definitely not one-to-one um, which again doesn't devalue the association, but it definitely uh, weakens it being an allegory. I think. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, the uh, the Sea King happens. Uh, the Shirohoshi's call. Um, Vanderdecken knows about the legend that uh, well, because apparently like his family, because he's Vanderdecken the ninth, and his family was looking for um, Poseidon basically for his entire like his family line, and now he's found finally found her and. Um, the the you know the one who has that power and so and now we know why he wants to marry her because he he wants that power um in his family i suppose so 
I mean, we knew he was a piece of shit, but now we know he's a power-grubbing piece of shit. <laughs> Instead of just a fucking creep who has been wanting to marry a 15-year-old for, like, 10 years or so. Like, Jesus Christ, Pete, what a gro- disgusting Van- dude. Vander Decken is um, kind of a part of the arc that uh, I'm not entirely sure on, like, how he fits into the themes. Because, I mean, like, yeah, there's, I guess, a thing of, like, lineage there. Because, like, he's Vander Decken the Yeah, knight. see, it's like, so, like... I don't know. I mean, I did a whole video on, like, plot device characters. And, I think you know, I can think of some good plot device characters in One Piece... I would not particularly say Vanderdecken is a you know noteworthy plot device character. Um, like not that he's like bad per se. Like he doesn't at least you know, but he, he doesn't add much either. He's um, like you know he's got funny moments. You know he but he's he's and he you know he's still got a character with his own motivations at least. But um, you know he is mo- by and large a plot device and um, you know and I, you know I, I value a plot device and like how much can, do you take from this character being in the story. And yeah, Hody's mostly there. Like, his power is incredibly important. Like, his power is more important than, uh, for setting up certain moments, than Hody, or uh, Vanderdecken ever was himself, more or less. So, yeah, that's uh, my stance on his character. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, Otohime saved the Heavenly Dragon, and she, she decides to go to the surface without bodyguards or her husband to, um, you know, to as sort of like a, a test of faith, you know, because if if she if if because uh, she's super weak, she broke her hand slapping someone. Like she's very fragile. So like if this, you know, if if a weak fishman or mermaid can go up to the surface and be safe, like a mermaid, um, super valuable, um, as a slave, like, but she and yet she her idealism pays off because she goes up to the surface, uh, you know, incredibly weak, helpless, and fragile, yet also valuable, and she comes back with exactly what she wanted a piece of ha- paper that says you know they can um immigrate if they want if you know if enough of them want to so like because uh, she's so good uh i'm sorry i keep saying that but it's <laughs> true i love her <laughs> so yeah um so yeah otohime keeps trying but this time now that she's actually well because see now she's actually taken action you know like where it's like because before she was just preaching but now she's finally taken an action that shows her conviction more more than you know like she she went to the the i, I didn't think about that before because like fisher tiger he went to marajoa with anger and you know or, well he was as a slave and he came out of it with anger i should specify whereas otohime went there out of you know idealism and it, you know both of them sort of like did what they wanted to um you know they both put in their effort and they both came out victory victorious but of course um unfortunately for otohime um there's a bit of a a, ca- a caveat but uh, we'll get to him um, there's also, we, we learn a bit more about the, uh, well, cause we find out more about it later. Cause there's also a prophecy with Noah, the Ark, the ship, um, that there's supposedly someone with the, the, the mermaid, the special mermaid who has the Poseidon ability will, uh, ha- well, uh, someone will, uh, find her and take Noah and they will, uh, travel, you know, guide her, they will, or he will guide her and it change the world. Um, so there's, that's a prophecy that will come up later. Um, but we do learn about that here. Um, and then Otohime um, is, uh, you know, she, um, her papers get burnt, her signature boxes get burnt, and she is assassinated. Ah. Uh, damn it. I love her, but no! Otohime, no. It's, and it all happens so fast, too, which is kind of interesting. Like, it's just like, boom, oh shit. Um, yeah, because all the signatures and, are burning yeah, sure. up, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, dying, and sure, Hoshi's about to explode, and summon a bunch of sea kings, and her brothers calm her down. Um, 
and you know she promises she tells them to you know don't you know even though she was as killed like don't you know let the hatred consume you and you know they want they want to um you know keep moving forward keep gathering signatures and keep you know taking that path to the the sun to to and oh <laughs> she dies <sighs> and then um uh... it gets it gets worse as uh the the hitman is found and Hody Jones reveals his identity to as a human who killed the queen. He feeds all that hatred that that that, that or he he creates hatred by like the beloved like Otohime literally did nothing wrong. She's you know and yeah she is kind of, she is pure in, in that and then but and so Hody uses that he weaponizes that and creates hatred where it might not have like you know where she was trying to fight against that. Um, because he's a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's definitely um, more to say on like that idea of like Hody. feeding this idea of hatred. Um, uh... in which we'll definitely talk about. It. Um, the one thing I thought was interesting was uh, Neptune's reaction. Yeah, because it's like he locks himself into the prison tower because he he's afraid of what he'll do if he if he doesn't lock himself up because he like he needs time to, like that's the thing they all they mentioned how you know every they need time at the funeral to you know let their wounds heal and then they could restart the the attempt to get to the surface but neptune he's like cuz he was a warrior he said like he's you know he's fought and killed lots of humans so he doesn't he doesn't think that he has the the, the right to you know pre you know be a, fight alongside her otohime because he's he's impure so to speak um so and um, I'm not uh, yeah that, which is neat. Um, I I'm not sure if I have anything to say on that. It's just an interesting like mentality of his, I suppose. Um, like he's not trying to help her because he thinks his his hands are dirty, basically. So um, and he and here he is locking himself up because he wants doesn't want to dirty them further. Um, like uh, Neptune Neptune's good. Like <laughs> I, I I like him. Yeah, there's the there's the panel where he's like, why am I not allowed to kill the one who murdered my wife? And ah. Uh, right, that's, right, that's, like ah, because like, like it's it's, it's perfectly it's, it's again, like reasonable the, going, for someone yes. to like feel to that. have those feelings yeah. to have that hatred, yeah. But like, um, ah, but it's like he's it's, got to suppress that. It, so. it applies to both sides. Like the way right. to to get over the, this conflict would be to you know, in some ways, you have to put the put those feelings aside and you have to overcome it. But like, it's even uh, I feel like it's even worse. Like for the fishmen in this case, because like. They're the ones who are being oppressed, but they are the ones who like have to make this. Like the humans have to right, make a the sacrifice have to, some to do shit because they're too. But like it is the like they are the ones they who have to take to, most yeah, of the don't... burden. It. Arr, I hate it. Right. The humans don't have the need to do anything. There's no nothing pressing them, and that's kind of what like Hody wants to do. He wants to press the humans to force them, you know, to make them the oppressed, you know, in a way. But like that's that's not necessarily the right path because it's only going to cause more. You know that that's what uh. And Neptune's because yeah, the in, cycle in, of, in, uh, hatred and murder. Like on yeah. the side of the humans, you know, it is very hard in some ways to like like if you do not have that experience, it's kind of hard to empathize <laughs> and to put aside right. your privilege and kind of like you have to consider like oh maybe you're wrong and that's hard for people to yeah. do. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah it's it's rough. It's like like um I I have a um. Well, I, I, oh, that's what I was going to mention earlier. Um, I have a, a blog post, uh, I think from Tumblr, that someone linked me. And it's basically from someone... You can actually read it, yay! Because uh, it's someone who's watching the anime and like sort of uh, commenting on every episode as they watch it. So there's no real spoilers. Um, and they talked about uh, one of the Hody episodes. 
And they actually, I thought it was interesting how they framed it because they talked about how uh, realistic Hoodie was in a sense. And, um, but, um, one, there was also a response to that that, um, sort of framed the Hoodie Arlong thing really well because it said that, like, Hoodie, like, Arlong hates humans, but it's out of love for Fishman, but Hoodie is only hate. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk, because that was, it was specifically, it was the episode that had the Hoodie revealing his, uh, what humans had done to him. Um, yeah. Which is a moment, but, um, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just remembered that. So uh, I'll link it in the in the description, uh, and I'll link it to you, Matthew, so you can read it when you feel like it. Yeah, um, I can read yeah, something. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, we get the funeral uh, for for the lovely Queen Otohime. Um, and, they, oh, and it's Fukuboshi. so ah uh, because like the kids can't even be there because like there's a right because it's too uh, dangerous because because a Vander fucking Deccan motherfucker like uh, he, he was keeping Shirohoshi away from like that's when we, when we now see now if you reread it you're gonna see Shirohoshi at the at the you know praying to her mother at the grave uh, that he she wasn't able to visit for ten years because Vander Deccan's a giant piece of and shit and it also recontextualizes like why Oto uh, or not Otohime uh why Shirohoshi is like you know in a way like why she might be kind of a crybaby because like she like uh, she like 10 she never years grew up. like she she's never really been... had that chance to yeah exactly ah. she's she she's been forced to be a child for 10 years or so it's like yeah she's just been doing nothing just staying in a tower uh, eating and like nothing yeah she's she doesn't seem to read or she doesn't make music she's just she didn't find anything to occupy her time she's just <sighs> nothing and it's sad oh man so yeah <sighs> good flashback one of my favorites in the series like um i i think i would just i would just like randomly tear up while reading it like not specifically at emotional moments i would just like just like i would feel water in my eyes i'd be like what the fuck nothing's even happening right now like i don't even know why it's so uh i like it a lot <laughs> yeah i feel like a difference between oh. this flashback because like, like i guess to compare this to the other flashback that i had really liked and like really made me think like i was able to kind of pick up i mean this one was i don't i don't know if the weapon one was any more subtle but like just like <laughs> the the thing about like the weapon like i'm sure there were real world connections you can make to it but i feel like that's in a way like a little theoretical whereas like something yeah, like this is a very yeah. real thing and like it's not it's like it's not really theoretical because or at least like you know as me someone who grows up in america like i know that this is still a an issue that this country yes. has so like i don't want to say like i don't know how to phrase it like theoretical versus not but like it's it's i i guess it's like you you're more aware of the actual like real life you know backing behind these ideas like it's like and they're also it's also more personal like you've encountered you know black people in your life like i could but you when when are you going to be responsible over a weapon like you know like like a gun control or nukes like where Mm -hmm. the where you're applying the 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 nas lobby and um um water seven ideas to you know like that's not something a normal person is going to have like uh most especially like especially in japan where weapons are highly restricted like in america that idea actually has a slight higher chance to connect to but you know this is it's something more personal i think to a lot of people um it, at least topic wise which maybe that's also why uh some people don't like it because because we've talked about it before people don't like politics in their anime you know yeah because even though like, all anime in, is political in the case of something like this like it makes you think of like you know like the how like shitty aspects of the world so like in the case of like america like slavery ended in the 1800s like why is there still racism but it's still there and that 
sucks. Yeah. And like this that, is. Let's, I mentioned earlier, like this 200 years ago, like there's a very specific time frame that's uh, very easy to connect to our, you know, to our real, you know, real life. Uh, so especially as Westerners, you know, Americans. So. So, yeah, like it, it's, a, it's a heavy arc. Yeah, it's heavy. Heavy subject matter. Um, but I think one, I think one of my favorite parts about this uh, arc, which I mean, it's a very it's a very Luffy thing. But like when they first get back from the flashback, <laughs> and like there's just Luffy asleep, not in like a like a racist, ignorant. Oh, I hate, but no, like because Luffy just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't yeah, see he, discrimination. He just is Luffy. He right. Uh, yeah, he's he he doesn't have like he pre, or uh, preconceptions yes. or prejudice as we talked about a lot. But or well, prejudice is new, but it's like that goes into having preconceptions too. Like he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care about what he's heard about the fishmen. Like their past doesn't matter to him. It was the same with the Nami flashback. He just walked away. The past doesn't matter because like he's just going to call it as he sees it. Um, and that was even uh, back to the romance dawn with Morgan. You know, he was the only one who refused to, you know, who just quite, you know, he refused to be complacent about like how his ideas uh, and like what he saw the world as, but instead, or like what he presumed the world to be. And then he just did it as he saw things, you know, Morgan wasn't actually great. He was, he was just kind of a, a normal dude and very weak and beatable. Uh, but everyone else, you know, no one else did and, anything. They just had fears. So, and yeah. so like, yeah, that also and that's kind always of, been Luffy. So it's uh, like that. I could also kind of one. work back like, since we've brought up Arlong so much because he is very key to this arc. <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, when Luffy sees Arlong, he doesn't see, like, he doesn't see the past, like, the the racism and the slavery that, like, Arlong had to go through. He doesn't see that. He just sees the, you know, the acts that Arlong has done in the current time. And he see he's able to right. just judge him based on, you know, him being, you know, a shithead for what he did to Nami. Or, yes. Well, not, no, because he didn't even know what he did to Nami, but he just sees what he's doing, yeah, his he, actions in, in the well, present, yeah, in what the he, now. So, what, like, yeah, what, he, he, what he did to Nami right then. He made, Arlong made Nami cry. The ten, the years of suffering she suffered at his hands don't matter. He made Nami yes. cry once. That's reason enough for Luffy to go there. Which one to use Arlong? Like, oh, yeah, so good. Because, like, the easy... I don't know, because then, like, if we want to talk about, like, the, the cynical side of um, Hody, like, you know, there are, there are some people who maybe believe that all humans are evil, like, people are just bad. But, like, even, like, in, in this case, like, just because, like, no matter what your experiences are, like, nothing you go through gives you, like, it might be reasonable for you to harbor negative feelings, but, like, nothing you go through gives you a reason to be just a shithead. And so, like, in the case of Arlong, him making nami cry like that that's just yeah. bad it doesn't matter what he has like, gone yeah. through like tiger like again tiger couldn't move past his hate but he was at least able to not be a shithead to put it nicely <laughs> or to put it um in a way that is uh, yeah that, yeah but, I, um, I could probably yeah. choose a better word than that and i probably should but that's just kind of what's popping into my head at at this point in time but like <laughs> no, the no, thing is like no, it's no, not I, I it's not like simple here like there there, there are facets to it Right, right. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's it's presenting the. It's. I think it's presenting the ideas with you know a light of hand. Like again, it's very blatant about some of its messages, which makes sense because it is a heavy arc with regarding the ideas. But it, it it's also presenting them with enough like tact, I suppose. To yeah, um, and I that it's not like I, I feel like I want to have like a degree of being careful with how I phrase things because like I obviously have a bit of privilege in that like I am white. I have not like experienced this yeah, kind of I, uh, subject matter. So like. I don't know. I just kind of want to. Well, yeah, because it's like, 
see that's the thing with one piece is it's like some framing some of the ideas like and talking about them like uh, like especially when it gets into like like even like the whole trying versus and you know versus running away thing it's like you know what are my goals am i actually trying about like i'm thinking about my life and like looking in the mirror almost and now i'm like thinking about like oh yeah the like what what should the humans do in this situation and I'm like well you know i'm a human in the the this situation like in a in a similar situation mm-hmm. like quote unquote oh, oh that was framed really badly actually um but um not that or i'm not gonna dwell on that but yeah so it's like it's uh yeah it's like i guess i don't know something about one piece it's like it's so such a big story with so many ideas that uh like and i guess it's also because it connects to me personally you know so it's like there's there's a reason for that and like i do agree with a lot of the ideas you know like i did a whole video on family because it, it gets me emotional so yeah um so yeah, I think like anyway, this arc along with like the the Water 7 thing, um these are the ones that like as I was reading it just made me think a lot about stuff. Yeah, there it's it's interesting subject matter. So maybe I'll look into it and maybe in I'll have a, a a Fishman <laughs> Island video. Uh so one of us is going to do it, okay? Yeah, I was going to say one <laughs> of us will probably do it. Yeah, yeah. Um cuz it's it's a good arc. Um yeah, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Like, it's a Fishman Island is good, and we we've got more of it to discuss because there's uh, we've we've mentioned Hody, but we haven't really dug into. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, we mentioned a lot of them, but there's definitely a few things I have left to say. Is how I should frame it. But um, but anyway, um, moving on. So yeah, Arlong, uh, Jinbei finishes the flashback. You know, he's he's basically responsible for freeing Arlong. Um, but um, though, like he said, he would have stopped him if he knew about him. But Arlong was bribing the marines and making sure that word didn't get out um and of course nami nami's able to move past her hatred like she looks at the good she you know like yeah arlong made me suffer but i met some great people because of that and so i'm just like you mean me right nami and yeah that's you know and yeah she's able to move on and jimbei jimbei cries because he's like oh thank god like he wasn't hated you yeah, know so like he nami was you know, is able to like she's able to move on without necessarily forgiving arlong Right, right. She hates. Ar- yeah, again, I don't see why she wouldn't hate Arlong. And if she met him now, I'd like to see her kick his ass. Kick his ass. <laughs> that would be great because she's so much stronger now. But, um, but yeah, Jinbei cries because you know, not even though she suffered at the hands of Fishman, Nami didn't hate. Like, yeah, not in another world, maybe Nami would have hated Jinbei just because of his race. And like, you know, but now that's that's not the case. So, uh, Nami's good. Nami's good. Yeah, I think um, maybe there could be like. That's maybe like another little point that I could see people maybe having issue with is like, oh, Nami doesn't like because because these pirates have like any sort of connection to Arlong at all. It's like, oh, Nami should have gotten a a big fight against them to kind of get her revenge or whatever. But, but... yeah, but that's what, now they mentioned it like that. It's like, yeah, that'd be missing the point yeah. because it's like she doesn't hate Fishmen. She's trying to save them alongside the other Straw Hats, you know. And like um, she, she still so gets yeah. a, she still gets a good moment in here, even if she doesn't have like a specific one on one fight yeah. to. And even then, the one-on-one fights are, like, they're just, like, it lasts, there's, like, one chapter setting up the one-on-one fights, and then one chapter of just, like, constant two-page spreads of everyone winning the one-on-one fights. Like, it's not, like, what is she missing out on? Like, again, I would love to see more Robin and Nami fights, and it's kind of weird that they're both excluded here, uh, for some reason, um, but, like, at the same time, they're not missing much in this specific arc, you know? Like, that doesn't necessarily excuse, like, I, I'd love to see them get more fights, but again, they're still good characters even without the fights. And yeah, Nami gets this great moment here. Uh, Robin gets stuff later with the Void Sentry where she's examining it, and Joy Boy. Um, so it's it's like, yeah, there's still good stuff for all the Star Hats even, but um, yeah, it just happens that these two don't fight for some reason, so yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, 
now that everything's sort of like hashed out regarding Nami and the the uh, fishmen, uh, Jinbei they go they go over the situation again. Hody um, as he's trying to cap, uh, take over Fishman Island, but yeah, he wants to he wants to rule Fishman Island. He's bringing the fishmen from the Fishman District. He's got the king. He's ready to execute him. Um, and he even has the li- the list of uh, people who support the Otohime from the castle. Now that they captured it, so he has a list of traitors, basically um, people to kill because Jesus fuck. Um, and of course, he also wants to kill Luffy, who uh, um, you know the one who defeated Arlong. So, well, also you know a, a, a powerful human with a high bounty. So, uh, which did go up, of course. Like I'm sure you noticed, but it's like because it went up to 400 because of like the war yeah. and the the attack on Marineford afterwards. So yeah, I forget if they mentioned that later, but. Um, well, I know they mentioned the bounty change. Yeah, because yeah, Jinbei like, oh, had up. said something <laughs> like, oh, usually once they get up to, like, 300,000, yes. they don't go much higher. Yes, yes. No, um, um, one thing to also mention with, like, subordinates and stuff is that they usually, like, usually the cri- all the crimes are attributed to the captains. Like, you kind of see this with uh, the Sun Pirates, because Jinbei ultimately had a higher bounty than Fisher Tiger just because he was strong, you know, even though he didn't, like, actually free any slaves. Um, but it's, like, when he was a subordinate Fisher Tiger, he had, like, a bounty of, like, 70 million. But it's, like, when Fisher Tiger died, they were like, whoa, this guy's even stronger. Because, like, now as the captain, he was shining more. So just, the captains usually get bla- get uh, more credit, so to speak. Um, so, um, yeah, he mentioned this much re- more recently because of a, a certain character in a more recent arc who's, like, a subordinate. But, um, anyway, um, just thought I'd m- throw that out there. Um, so, yeah, um, then they... they <laughs> Then we get a bit of a scene where they have to come up with a plan to to deal with Hody, and um, you know Luffy wants to go save his crewmates, obviously, and but um, Jinbei wants Luffy to be a human and stop Hody, you know, as not as a human oppressing fishmen, but as a hero of the fishmen people. But um, it, Luffy's Luffy; he wants to do his own thing, so they sort of have to come to a bit of a compromise. Um, I liked the little bit uh, when they kind of flash back to this conversation like as the fighting's happening yes. and uh there's like luffy's like well i don't want to be a hero because like heroes have to do <laughs> things like like let's they, say they there's to, a bunch of share meat. The pirates meat. have to <laughs> i, I want to eat the meat or, but the heroes have to share the heroes meat. have to sh- yes that's such a good line um, and then and, jimbei's just like i'll uh, feed you all the meat you want if you just do what i say <laughs> and luffy's like okay yeah like he just <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Luffy's so good. And then it comes back later too but, yeah. with Zoro when he's like, you know, heroes have yes, to share the booze, the same but thing. I want to drink all of it. <laughs> he says the same thing because they're the stupid ones think alike. Um, but yeah, so Jinbei comes up with a plan. Um, I also like in the flashback later to the scene later <coughs> where he says that like, uh, like he, he gives his whole plan and then he's like. He's done it, and he's like, one more thing. We need to come up with a name for the planet. They're just like, no, let's go. <laughs> like, he's, like, see, Jimmy is usually such a serious character, but that's, like, the only gag he's done in the series, because it's, like, he's serious. Like, he needs, the like, the, the, you know, they need to go save the king, but they also need to come up with a name for their strategy. Like, it's so, I don't know, it's just, it's just kind of, it's just a, a gag, but it's just, it's, uh, comes, uh, I, I always found it notable because it's Jinbei. That's the thing. Cause he's always such a serious character. Yeah. Then plus, <laughs> so, like, you had no, some, here... some, there were some other moments, like when, when, uh, the, when, uh, what's her name? The princess showed up and she's like, oh, or, yeah. And Jinbei's like, oh, she's here. Wait, she's here? What? So like you get some good, <laughs> yeah, some goofy earlier. expressions yeah, yeah, from true. Jim Bay here, which well, we yeah, didn't really get to see in like, the war. 
Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, I guess a little different. That that was him reacting, and this was him doing something goofy. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, he does, yeah, you're Fair right, enough. he didn't get a lot of, like, goofy reactions. That was a good, and it was a good reaction, too. I like I mentioned that moment back when it happened. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Hody's contiguous takeover. Um, his, we see, we see glimpses of his, of his men and their abilities. Um, we get a cut to the, the straw hat stuck in the palace as they try to escape. Uh Okay, and I gotta say, of all the lieutenants, um, my favorite is definitely Zio, uh, the striped one, because he's he's such a goofball. Like he's he's just like I love later when he's fighting Brooke and Brooke is stepping on his head and he's like, "Ha ha! I am headbutting you very slowly" or something <laughs> like that. Like it's just the way he like reframes his uh him suffering as like his secret attacks on everyone else is just funny. Um. Like when he gets stabbed and he's like, I I, I dulled the edge of your sword. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but uh, uh, God, but yeah, we we see we see all the subordinates do stuff, and they defeat uh the the army of the Nept of Neptune's army, and Hody Hody go, um from the pills he's gone undergone a bit of a design change. He's got white hair. He is Santa Claus now, which is officially a dated. <laughs> thing because it's not the twenty the original recording date anymore because uh, I remember back I said there's a character with white hair uh, and I was gonna be like oh yeah it's Hody Jones it's Santa Claus but uh, nope it's it's New Year's uh, can't do that anymore <laughs> but yeah then we um, the princes try to fight um, I think I had something to say about that um, did you have anything anything to say about the buildup uh, no I'm gonna be honest like after the flashback the the fighting was less. Uh, yeah, no, it's fair. Like, it was not the most interesting part of the arc, I guess. Like, I don't want to say it was bad, yeah, but, like, it just wasn't as interesting. There's definitely some things I, I had to say. Um, and there there's a, a shorter flashback later with for Hody. Um, but, yeah, overall, there's just, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Um, okay, yeah, I don't, I, okay, never mind, I was wrong. But, yeah, the princes fight, um, and everyone gets captured. And Jinbei's plan comes into fruition when, uh, you know, Jinbei... See, all the fishmen are and mermaids are, you know, Shirahoshi, the royal family, uh, and the rest of the royal family, Jinbei, are trapped. And so Luffy comes out to save the day. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, there was, a, there was another big moment uh, that happens. Um, Hody reveals that he was the one who killed Otohime. And Shirahoshi reveals that she already knew that. What did you think about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was also part of, like, what really recontextualized her attitude earlier, was, like, she already, like, knew what happened, but she couldn't say anything, and, like, uh... Oh, stuck in that t- that tower for years and not being able to say a word. And, and then, like, plus, like, yeah, you know, she only like, had, like, the one the one friend she could talk to, the shark, but, like, it wasn't just, like, she is just a crybaby who is, like, you know, awkward with interacting with people, but it's more, like, she also has, like, that... that I don't want to say backstory, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, she had a reason to hate Hody, you know? And, but, but, like, her mother said, you know, don't hate the you know the person who killed me, you know? And she, so she refuses to hate Hody for killing her, you know, his, even though, like, that's a reasonable reason to hate someone, as we've said, but, you know, she chose not to. Because, and, you know, and that's, like, like they said, like, um, you know, like, Luffy even says, like, well, you're stronger than I thought, and... Jinbei's like, damn. Like, yeah, um, and then Luffy goes from calling her Wimpy to Wimpy Hoshi. Aw. Oh. Right, right. He's starting to recognize her as, you know, strong because he's not, she's not that much of a wimp because, 
that's something no, like that's hard and she she did it and like stuck uh, 10 years not being able to talk to anyone about it um but at the same time, because of that, she was able to sort of resist Hody. Because, like, Hody, you know, by... Because that's the thing. Sherho, she's, she is a kid. She's, you know, don't... um And by... If he, you know, got her to see... um To hate, then, you know, he would sort of, like, justify himself in that way. But, you know, Sherho, she refused. And, like, it, and it failed in a way because she'd known for so long already. Like, he was just... He was, like, treating it like this big reveal. And Sherho's just, just like, yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah. It's... um I know some people aren't satisfied with that moment. And I don't know people okay here's the thing um fishman island is one of the worst arcs in one piece and hody jones is one of the worst villains in manga that's something you're you're not going you'll you'll hear sometimes like oh no he's evil because he's (laughs) just evil (laughs) yeah like nothing right no motive so he doesn't have a tragic backstory he's bad (laughs) i guess these are naruto fans no (laughs) um like because i mean it's like in the past i've definitely said like Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Like, oh, every villain in Naruto has a tragic backstory. But like, reading it, I'm like, I don't. It's fine. It all works in the context of the narrative. And the same for Hody not having a tragic backstory. Like, um, I, Alexander's videos on Genthru are a good watch, as are my plot device videos, since they had, actually had a lot, said some of the same, a couple of the same things. Like, mostly in focusing on meaning. And yeah, Hody is like to view Hody as a plot device character. Like, he's great. Like, I definitely put him above Vendor Deckard because he's perfectly. You know, captures some of the themes in the conflict yeah, and like, uh, adds to the, the conflict. The thing like, with, even with though, Hody is like, like maybe as like a character specifically, he's not super interesting. But like as as a piece in a as a piece of a greater whole, I think like like without him, I feel like the arc isn't yeah, as effective. Exactly. Right, like Fukuboshi pretty much spells it out. Like Hody is a pro- he's the, the he's at the darkness of the fishman that wasn't addressed by uh, Otohime and Fisher Tiger. Well, maybe that's how I put it, but you know, he's like yeah, he's the the shadows of the fishman that wasn't, you know, they didn't deal with. Um so it's like and in doing that like because and in sort of ignoring their own darkness they they let him like like uh, he put it like he said that like they ignored like they knew about it like they all knew about the fishman district but no one addressed it no one addressed this this problem and this it it turned into a, an issue like you know something grew out of that you know that um like otohime was she was slapping the thief on Fishman Island, but she wasn't going again. Again, she wasn't going down to the Fishman District. She wasn't addressing the actual hatred, the actual you know the, um, hate of the Fishman people, who because they all really hated humans. Um, so, yeah, and Hody is sort of the result of that, the result of that negligence, so to speak. Um, so you know, even if they're be- the, ultimately they're being oppressed, their systems aren't are also not doing the right. You know, they're not um, addressing all the issues themselves. Um, so yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, Luffy uh, comes out and he says that like you know, our because everyone's like you know they've done some bad things, um, like they didn't kidnap the mermaids or and they haven't destroyed the island yet, but they did they did take over the the castle. That that that's all on them. I mean, it was self defense, <laughs> but they did capture the castle. But Luffy says you know you decide whether you know he he basically tells them to do what he does. You know, decide yourself. Don't let a uh, preconception or something you heard. You know. Um, you know, uh, get in the way of what you're seeing with your own two yeah. eyes, and what they see is a hero. Like that's what they like. Luffy doesn't want to be a hero, but that's what they take from him. They at the end they say they want the hero hats. They want to get a bunch of hero hats from the surface, straw hats like Luffy. Um, because that's what eh, eh, that's so good. Because yeah, that's what the the kids see. They don't see the hatred of Hody. They see a hero fighting to defend them from all dying. And uh were you gonna say something? 
I might have interrupted. Well, yeah, because then it also kind of flips the the prediction for the future on its head. Or does it? Uh, but, um, like how, oh, Luffy will destroy Fishman Island. But then the kids are like, you know, we want Luffy to destroy Fishman Island because of... Uh, right, right. Like uh, Fukuboshi even said, destroy it all. You know, like it does it, you know, it's... Uh, or, if they need to move, you know, if the only way they can move forward is by destroying all their, you know, their the bad, then maybe that's the way they go. But of course, Luffy, Luffy has it, you know, he's he's going to protect everything. Um, though I'll definitely talk about that later because that's like Luffy's biggest characterization. Uh, this chapter, um, or this arc rather. But um, see, I guess that is also kind of interesting now that I think about it this way. Um, because like in a way, like it it doesn't happen, so it's almost like Oda would be saying that that's not the correct answer, but, like, if, like, that had happened and, like, you know, the island had been destroyed by, uh, everything, um, it would have been, like, erasing the past and kind of, like, just starting from scratch again, which... Yeah, that would, that would have been an interesting way to handle it, yeah. But, but again, Um, like, when we, uh, because, like, I don't know, because, again, like, with someone like Fisher Tiger, he wasn't able to get over his hatred, but some other people were, so, like, is, could you see that as erasing the past? But, like, it's keeping the past in... Like, it's accounting for the past, but also, like, moving on. See, again, this is where, like, I'd want to go back and, like, look over the arc again. Um, because yeah, you, you yeah, could make yeah. an argument, like, um, if that is what is being said, is that necessarily a good thing to just, like, pretend the past... Not pretend the past isn't there, but, like, I don't know. See, I'm... I'm... Yeah, well, because, like, Luffy doesn't care about the past, but, you know, other characters do. And, uh, well, we'll talk about that. Because um, I definitely want to talk about the, the final finale of the Hody fight and sort of the, the finale of the arc, the climax. But, um... First, because uh, I wanted to point out that um, shit, I lost my train of thought because it didn't have anything. I'm to do with sorry. Those, but, um, no, no, it's fine. Um, I'll just move on because I, I forget what I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, Luffy, you know he's gonna he's gonna let the the you know oh no, it was about the future, the vision. Because uh, because Charlie, like everyone, always says that like her visions are 100 percent accurate, and based on that sort of faith in that idea, Neptune tries to kidnap the Straw Hats, but when they actually like fight. And defend them, like, Neptune even cries, like, why were we trying to capture them? So it's like, I remember being dissatisfied because I, like, I think I took the Charlie's 100% accuracy, like, literally, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily what Odo says about the future, like, the future in general, because it's like, minor, minor spoiler, but there's a line that comes later where it's like, everyone has the power to change the future, and that's definitely more in line with how, like, the series views... Uh, fate and such because it's like yeah there are characters it's uh, i guess it's a bit like naruto in that way where it's like yeah the characters uh have you know some characters do have the ability to view the future that's what observe uh, observation um you know observation is kind of like you know they see what someone is going to do and then they act on it but they can you know sort of like because they act they're able to change you know so it's like no did anyone actually try to go against charlie's visions you know like there's uh, they, maybe there's a reason they have faith in it but at the same time it's like Luffy, maybe Luffy will destroy Fishman Island in the future. I find it kind of hard to believe that he's going back to Fishman Island for any reason, just because that's like that's not how One Piece operates. Yeah. You know, they go forward, not back. So maybe he will, but at the same, if he doesn't, I think it's fine because it's like he 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 acted to change the future. He did, you know, he didn't want Fishman Island destroyed. So he, you know, no, it's possible that it's quite possible that you know Charlie's just never had a prediction before because no one questioned her. No one, uh, you know, um. No one challenged that, but, but also and, like uh, as a result. with the way that that 
is framed like we kind of get a bit of an image and like this kind of vague claim that like oh the it'll uh luffy will destroy fishman island but like you could with like the context that we have you could read that in different ways like maybe it's already destroyed and luffy was just there which is like kind of what happens like it's a destroyed fishman island and luffy's the one standing but like the destruction was also like in this case done by hody so like it wasn't even necessarily like the way I read it is like it wasn't necessarily that Luffy would destroy Fishman Island, but like based on like the one little image we get and what the character says, it's like Fishman Island gets yes. destroyed and Luffy is you know the last one standing. Right. It's possible she mi- yeah. It's possible Charlie misinterpreted her vision. Right. That's fair. Because I did also um, he was very actually yeah. I'll let you car. finish your thought and then I'll chime in. Well, yeah, because Luffy, yeah, like you said, he, he's just very close to the, dist- like, Luffy is tied to whether or not Fishman Island would be destroyed or not, you know, and if she saw that, and, you know, she could have, might have come up with an incorrect inter- interpretation, but if that's the case, we didn't really see that, you know, I don't know. Um, we did just see a little bit of information, but uh, you were going to say something? Um, well, yeah, because um, the, the other thing I kind of liked about how it was, although it was kind of, like, mixed framed this way, but, like, how... Like, at at the start of the arc, she's like, oh, I don't really use my crystal ball anymore because, you know, I don't... She doesn't like knowing the future or whatever. And then, like... I mean, she does look at it then. And then she destroys it at the end of the arc. But she's also still kind of afraid of the future. But, like, for me... Because the way I've always seen <laughs> it is, like, if you don't know what the future holds, then as far as I'm concerned, like, it can still be changed. Um, But, like, once you... Yeah. This is why, like, I would never go look for, for like, you know, there are these fortune tellers or whatever, like, you can see, like, people who do that sort ah. of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I feel like as soon as someone would know, like, what their future is, then, you know, then it's like, that's, you have some sort of an image to go off of, and then it's like, can you change that? Because then, at this point, you're, you'll start thinking, like, oh, certain actions I did will or won't lead to this and like you might try to avoid it but accidentally stumble back into it anyway yes, so it's yes. like just better just to not know because right, then it's right. a, then like, it's a uh, blank yeah, canvas a lot of stories with fate play into that um yes uh, but, it, but <laughs> then yeah, again yeah. that's probably just more my reading uh, i'm that probably didn't have enough text evidence to support it no i i get what you're saying but um yeah because it's uh, um well yeah and like i said i have extra context with my uh, thoughts on the idea so it's probably you know not fair to bring that up completely but um like all, like all you know there there's that line that i said that comes in later at mm-hmm. some point but you don't know the context around it maybe i'm wrong um and i'll uh, i don't know but um so anyway uh well yeah because like so, some yeah, of your ideas have in, or, oh, sort on, of changed a bit too like as we've gone along so like even yeah, if I'd i know I, a bit of this spoiler maybe i'll think of it differently by the time we get to it who knows yeah yeah um, that is true. And again, the, by the time we end, maybe some of my, my other ideas will change. Um, though they are coming more and more solid as we go along. Because um, I'm learning more as I re, you know, re, reread the series and recontextualize some of what I know, and it's good. Um, so anyway, um, the Straw Hats decide to are ready to fight. Um, Shirahoshi, you know, they're they're going to protect that, uh, you know, that bu- that tiny bud that she protected for so long. You know that something that sort of you know justifies the idealism you know because she's this pure child who decide you know what she didn't fall to that hatred and they're gonna fight yes uh, uh, against hody it's a good page yes um and oh yeah hody, oh and so you get a little moment where hody reveals his true intentions he's gonna go to reverie kill all the kings um and then he's uh 
he says like, oh, yeah, uh, since fishmen are above, uh, you know, humans, uh, I'll become Pirate King. And Luffy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold the fuck on. <laughs> well, first he knocks out like half of the soldiers with his Conqueror's hockey. Um, yeah, 50, and fucking Hody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> In a, just a glare, like, goddamn. And then um, he's like, you know, Hody, you could you could play at being a regular king all you want. But there's only one pirate king. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Luffy's like, he's gonna be. Yeah, of course he's gonna, he's serious about that. You know, he that's Luffy. He's going to become pirate king, and anyone else who says that is officially, you know, in his way of that goal. Um, oh man! And so they all bust out. They're fighting. They get to show off their new their new time skip powers. Um, they're all just stronger and cooler, and it's neat. Um, but yeah, it is. Just, it's just a bunch of fighting. It, it first we've been, we, we've been Naruto with all the hatred and understanding, and now it's Bleach. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <I'm> <laughs> with all and the that's fighting. That's why I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See, I, I, okay, I gotta thank the voters who decided to, for us to read Bleach before One Piece because it was worth it for that moment. Because <laughs> that wouldn't have worked if we read One Piece first. <laughs> um. So yeah, oh, uh, so yeah, Frankie made a mech. Um, though I love how fucking useless the mech actually is because like half of his attacks he only accomplishes because he comes out of the cockpit and does it himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I love gag. the callback though um, when when they, the he's like docking and then it's like Usopp and Chopper were just like docking and it's the callback to the the <laughs> the, uh, the, the, uh, the arc thriller bark. The pirate the pirate yeah, the pirate emperor, yes. Um they're uh they're they're super that <laughs> robin didn't want to take part in though speaking of that there's a running gag where it's like boys always think that the robots and shit are like the hypest shit ever but then it'll always cut to like robin or nami or some girl just like looking on just like unamused because <laughs> so i guess otis sex is all because girls can never like cool robots oh, no. <laughs> no one piece is ruined but it, it, it's a fun gag um but yeah it sets up all the fights between all the strats and the tenants um, well, actually, it's not. It's yeah. not just them because like Zoro doesn't care. No, that's true. They're they're guys that don't care. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Luffy goes in to fight Hody, and I gotta pick up my next volume because we're moving along. Um, but yeah. So as they're fighting, um, the the square suddenly becomes dark as Noah's shadow uh, overtakes because um, Vanderdecken uh, dest- is deciding to destroy the island. Yeah. Um, because again, he he can't get Shirohoshi. No one can have her. Um, I will also say that, like, as the fights are going on, Zoro just gets a lot of cool one-liners, which I guess he normally does. <laughs> but like, I like he's really he's when he cool, when he makes yeah. that tornado thing Go with on. his swords, and then the one guy is like, "How far is it gonna chase us?" And Zoro says, "To the pits of hell." And then <laughs> it's one of it's <laughs> yes, almost like good. cheesy. Uh, what's the word? Like, it's one of those, like, blockbuster lines where someone does something cool and then they just, like, gotta look like a badass. But, like, I, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's good. You're right. Um, yeah. And the, he he gets a couple other ones later, like, when he's fighting, um, uh, Hyodo, he's, like, well, because he calls Hyodo, like, the a, a, a frog in a, in a, in a small yeah. pond, kind of sort of, like, 
like Mihawk was saying to him back in the East Blue, because Zoro's, like, Hyodo's probably stand on Fishman Island his whole life, just like Zoro was in the East Blue his uh-huh. whole life, and then, but uh, now he's acting as the Mihawk to Hyodo, and yep, you ain't shit, and they just fucking destroys him, of course, in the fight. Yeah, and he's um, like, you're not even also... worth killing time, which is just, ah, it's, it's good, because it's <laughs> even like, you, you, a lot of the time you'll get that you're not worth killing, but it's like, you're not worth killing time, which just, like, <laughs> takes it even further, and, ah. <laughs> Oh man, and I also get I like the moment with Chopper where he's like, la- like, oh hey, Chopper, you look like a real monster now. Like he's like, he's just being a like a big bro to Chopper, and it's yes. cute. Um, like he was kind of like that in Davy Backfight when he's like telling Chopper to be a man, and Chopper when Chopper's crying about not being a straw hat anymore, and Zoro's just like, we'll save you, so shut up. And Chopper, he sniffles and he cr- he holds back those tears, and they they just have a good little thing going on, <laughs> and it just it's just been like small, but it, it's really good. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, since Shirahoshi is being targeted by Noah, she decides to let her, you know, to go, you know, deflect Noah, but, uh, Luffy, of course, he has to go protect her, because she's, like, he's, she's too weak, um, and, uh, that sort of sets up the, the fight between Luffy and Hody. Um, I think that's all to really cover, right? The, the fight between Luffy and Hody and all the other fights? Um, yeah, cause, like, I can't think of anything all major. The, like, a lot of the stuff with the Straw Hats is just kind of, like, fights yeah there aren't really any character well, beats because it's kind of different because it's like the straw hats are like kind of doing stuff sort of um in the in the in the square on fishman island and luffy get, like luffy gets his fight against hody and beats hody and then the other straw hats get their fights it's like completely reversed from normal because normally luffy is the last one who gets to fight um and like he finishes the job and he finishes the day but this time it's the straw hats who finish um everything so yeah um a little different um so yeah, I guess um, let's talk about Luffy versus Hody. Um, um, did you have any particular thoughts about? I mean, it? you do get you do get the part where oh, because it, it is I guess like the mechanics of this could be interesting because like you said there are only so many ways like you can handicap these characters now, but like this is one of them, like fighting yes, the bottom that, of the ocean, uh, that, right? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Luffy's, like, well, Hody's endurance is ridiculous, as Lu- I think Luffy points out, like, man, this guy is, like, you know, he, he should get, like, a hundred um, million ba- bounty just on endurance well, yeah, alone. yeah, but the, even then, like, though, like, that's mostly just because of the, the drugs he's taken. Because, like, as yes, he said, course, he gets right. cut down in one slice by Zoro, but here he's taken a bunch of a bunch of shots because he's, you know, he was popping pills earlier, and he's on those, yeah, he, on those right, steroids. Right. And of course, Luffy's underwater in a bubble, so he's like way you know less mobile. And you know, if the bubble pops, he he's dead. Um, and he also has to protect Shirahoshi and Fukuboshi, so it's like he's being handicapped like two or three times, and he's still like tossing Hody around. <laughs> so he's just like that much strong. Like honestly, like I wonder if like I mean, in this scenario, it would have been different. But I, I you know, I I sometimes th- I, you know I think hypothetically like I did last time, and I'm, so I always wonder like you know what if. Fishman Island, they went to Fishman Island and fought Hody without the time skip training. And I, I wonder if Luffy could have beaten Hody before. It would have, but it would have been a much harder fight if he did, you know? Um, cause he, he's, but it's like, it's just like, I'm, I'm power scaling. That's, that's all I'm doing. Okay. I'm sorry. But I thought power scaling. <laughs> I also really like the panel bad. where, like, <laughs> it's fun. It's just don't take it so seriously. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so yeah, Luffy, uh, I like the panel where, like, Luffy's in the bubble and you see Hody's shadow above him. Like, that's a really good panel. Like, in my mind, that panel is, like, way bigger. Like, it's, like, half a page. But in reality, it's only, like, it's just, like, a, less than a third of a page. Which is so weird to me. Because I'm just, like, because my memory is, like, that pa- pa- panel is so much more than it really is. So, <laughs> I don't know why. It's interesting. Um, a reaction, I guess. But, um, but yeah, the fighting, like, you know, they have a, 
they 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 they're both messing doing a lot like how he's got you know his tricks and stuff. Um, he kills Vanderdecken, and of course, like the scenario, sort of like and Luffy's got like oh like um one thing that you would never catch in the English is um his uh, I don't know if they mentioned the SBS, but his uh Red Hawk where he, he has like a fire punch. Yeah. Um, the kanji for that are the same as fire well, yeah, fist. It, in so the, it's, it's in like translation, a translation. Tri- yes. I did see fire oh, they fist did. in there. It was like a it was like oh no maybe the final the final shot was like. It was like the mix of his normal attack, like the the pistol, but also with fire fist. I was like, but part yeah, of me is yeah. also like, how 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 fire how fire how is he doing this? I mean, like it's cool. <laughs> I just because, assumed like, fri- fri- fr- uh, f- I always just assume the same I did with Sanji. It's just friction. Ah, you know? okay. He's just he's he goes goes fast because Sanji can do the same thing. So it's like, why not Luffy? Got to go fast. Know? Um, yes, got to go fast. <laughs> Speaking of got to go fast, Sonic the Hedgehog movie this year. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I only brought that up because you brought it up in your video at the end. Uh, that's the only reason I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so is this your oh, fault? No. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, um, I think I'm trying to remember because, well, a big part of the the fight is the Noah, the ship, obviously, because like um, I like how the fight sort of winds down because like Luffy gets bit really bad and he's bleeding. Um, See, I'm trying to think. Do sharks have a thing where it's... No, I'm thinking of leeches. Never mind. Because leeches have, like, a, a chemical in their spit that makes you bleed even after you've removed the leech. I, but I don't think sharks have that. So Because Luffy bled so much, he needed a transfusion, you know? So, um... But yeah, so anyway, during the fighting, Fukuboshi helps. And he learns Hody Jones's true nature. Um, which, as, you know, I think we've, we've mentioned it before, but it's like, you know, he... Unlike, like, see, like, like, because we've we talked about how much, uh, <laughs> we've talked about how, like, a lot of characters like Fisher Tiger or Shirahoshi, like, they have reasons to hate. Like, you understand, like, yeah, like, you know, Fisher Tiger was a slave. Of course, you know, he hates humans, you know, but Hody doesn't have anything. And, <laughs> yeah, again, a lot of people uh, aren't satisfied with that. <laughs> um, but, I, again, it, I, th- I think it's perfect for the arc because it's like he's nothing. But um, he's he's the product of his environment, pretty much the of the fishman district that that hate against humans. Like the flashback is like really good, like because there's the there's the one guy who's like um, there's a suicide bomber who like blew up one of the slave shops on the surface, and it's like you know it's like yeah he killed himself and took out um, um, and took out like but he, and he killed some humans in it, and but he's you know at the same time like that was a mark against like the establishment and like people. You know, especially like like you know, that's a terrorist act. But people, you know, agree with terrorists. They are, and then they sympathize with terrorists, and then you know, maybe they become terrorists. So it's like, it's like it's kind of understandable, especially knowing how shitty the slaves are, the slave system is. It's like you can understand where Hody came up with that uh, like mindset of like fuck humans, you know, and because again, all these fishmen are glorifying that, and um, man, like the fuck and the fucking shit where they're like fucking. Basically, like a KKK almost. Like people compare that with the hoods, even though the hoods aren't pointed. I don't know why, but they're like going out and killing people who are being human sympathizers. Like they're just. And, oh, the part that gets me is when they're like, um, the they're they're like making it like a, out, out to be like a holy quest. Like you know, the heavens have chosen us and given us power. You know, like th- th- like <laughs> they think they're doing the right thing. Um, and just, like, this murder and terrorism and fucking, you know, conquering and, oh, God. Like, I don't, like, I don't think the fact that Hoodie doesn't have, like, an actual, like, it's not that he, a backstory. Like, he has a motivation. It's just not one fueled by tragedy. And that's interesting. Um, especially, and, like, again, in the post that I'm, I'm going to link, 
Um, I, I, I liked how he phrase, frames it because, you know, he talks about how... Uh, I think I've already talked about this. Never mind. Um, I'm just repeating myself. Yeah, this is, this is also kind of, It's also kind of emblematic of, like, why I want to... Like, in, like, when discussing things like this, I want to be, like, a little careful with, like, how I frame things because, like, if you just say, like, in this case, like, oh, there is racism, but you don't really, like, explain why it's there then, like, this is kind of, like, the effect of that. Like, mm-hmm. when you just say that there is a divide and you talk about that, like, you don't actually... Oh, so, like, yeah. in someone like this, like, he gets this twisted view of it because, like, he doesn't really have the... He doesn't really have, like, the full sort of, like, context of the situation. He just, he just thinks, oh, human's bad. Uh, there is... Yeah, they... Right. He's like, yeah, humans bad because they do bad things. They keep fishmen slaves. They they oppre- they have oppressed the, the fishmen people. So and but yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't know like the whole con- he doesn't understand um, the full context. Like uh, you know, understanding being a bit you know the how the characters think that they they can cross that divide. Um, of course, that though it's not an easy road. Yeah, and um, it's also like there's also part of the the cynicism to it too because like if. If I discuss something like this, I don't want the end point to just be, oh, well, the world is just bad. People are bad. Because, like, I obviously disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, so like even though, like, he seems like he... I could, ver- I could see why someone would read him, like, as a surface level, just, oh, evil because evil. Um, but, like, there is a very, like, real world sort of... Uh, well, I don't want to say that, because then it's just, like, one piece feels real, but... <laughs> I think I, am, on, am I making on. sense? Sorry. No, I, I I get what you mean. Yeah, it's because it, it, it's like right. It is a goofy story told through you know exaggerated things, but the the it's exagger it's still real ideas, very like very real. Um, and Hody in particular is you know he's he is very you know exaggerated, but um at the same time like yeah he gets at something real I think because it's like um the the post that I uh, keep mentioning it it frames it under sectarianism like the you know se- separating pe- you know people separating themselves into groups and well one point that i especially found, found was interesting because he mentioned that like uh that he grew the or they i don't actually know the gender of the writer but they grew up in like yeah and knew a lot of people who hated groups of people even though nothing personal had happened mm-hmm. to them because they grew up only know like that yeah and it's like and i see that shit online like how many people like hate groups like i don't know furries like okay kind of a weird comparison but like I don't know. I've never had a furry do anything bad to me. I don't have a reason, like, you know, I don't have a reason to hate them, but I see a lot of hate towards them, you know? So it's like, we, again, weird no, example. Yeah, I, th- I think it works. Are, like, I understand why people don't like Or even in the yeah, case of, like, like when people like, will say, kind of we'll talk about, like, but, like oh, sorry, I, I cut you off. But, well, well, at the same time, but, like, I had a friend in high school who was a furry. He wasn't weird about it. He just happened to have that fetish and mentioned it because it, it was funny um, to, mo- to joke about it. But, like, yeah, so I, I have a perspective where it's, like, I have no, like, yeah, there's some shitty fucking furries out there. When I heard about the, uh, don't, uh, don't look it up if you are squeamish, uh, please. Carol the Wolf had a controversy around him lately, and I felt nauseated. I felt sick, but I didn't let that, like, I chose not to let that color my perception of a group of people I'd never had really interacted with. Yeah, I know, they, a lot of people like to focus on the gross stuff, but at the same time, they're just people. Um, I'm, I know, you know, I, I, we don't know how many people are degenerate. Like a lot of people have weird fetishes. I have, uh, kept my fetishes close to my chest when people ask on my discord server. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have a moral high ground to, to, I don't care about, again, like, um, I, I, I use, uh, Mr. Cynical's Lolicon video. I mentioned that one before. Like, 
I don't know. I, you know, I have my stances on it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to hate a group of people f- and find a reason for them just because eh, I, I don't even disagree. Like, it's not, as long as they don't do anything wrong, I don't care. That's my thing. And it's like, and, and you know, look, looking to the story, like, Hody is someone who is doing something wrong. You know, like, it's not, right, there's obviously, like, there's a reason for it. But um, I think I lost well, my yeah, point. Well, yeah, like, there, there are <laughs> bigger applications of this. There are smaller ones. Like, even just yeah. in the case of, like, right. communities of certain shows. Like, some people will say, oh, yeah. I hate the fandom of this show. But, like... fan, yes! I, see, I wanted to say that, but at the same time, I didn't want to compare, like, racism to fandom. But at the same time, there's... They're groups. They are, you know, like people get in fan base wars, and you're right. Yeah, that's a, that. that I mean, is like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or why that's, I wanted to say that, like, point. it's it's comparing a minor thing to a more major thing. Like, it's I don't want to say that I don't want to trivialize right. the the grander scale of something okay, yeah, like, that's ra- the like risk racism. I was, uh, but you yeah. know, like they're similar in principle. Is that what I want to say? I, I guess I yeah I think I see, I see where you're trying to say at least because um, it's like yeah there's uh, sectarianism as the the post put it where it's like groups of people. Divide tribalism is kind of I don't know if that's actually the right word, but I I would say that uh, I've said that before because where it's like you have tribes of shonen because I feel like okay I know a lot of people liked my fairy tale series but um and I was I'm glad I did it for the experience of doing it and because like in doing like that like long stream of negative content like I don't really have a desire to do negative content of media anymore and uh, for a few reasons but like one thing I kind of dislike about doing that is that I fed into the tribalism of shonen fans because now there are people who don't like fairy tale and will shit on fairy tale fan like one thing i never did in those videos was shit on fairy tale fans or hero mashima himself like i was disappointed that hero mashima never grew as an author or writer and i but i also said that like oh i understand why the fans of the series like this because i was one myself I was just disappointed, like, re- reading the series again and realizing it's not very good. So it's like, but I never, you, like, so, but even then, like, yeah, so I, I don't like the fact that, like, someone who doesn't like fairy tale fans, I would shit on them, even though, again, a fairy tale fan net, didn't, net, what did they do to you? You know, kind of like that. It's like, but they can use my videos as, like, a look, how bad fairy tale is. Aren't fairy tales, all fa- uh, fairy tale fans stupid and dumb and sexist or whatever? Like, cause, uh, I don't know, they like a series that I, uh, had, did a kind of feminist critique of the series on, you know? So it's like, I mean, yeah so it's like yeah I, I get what you mean about the small scale and the big scale because it's like you you can apply some of the ideas though again like again not to trivialize uh that's that's the my risk and you know the risk and uh that's so, but yeah i, I get but what yeah you mean. like in, um, in certain ways like you know hate is hate it could start out small but it gets to something bigger eh. right right so but yeah yeah, yeah. But, um, hody hody's a fine villain he's pretty good to the, th- the th- I mean, not a good person, right. but like to the themes of the arc, he works. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah. Again, he, like I don't like giving him a tragic backstory wouldn't make. I don't think it would make him better because it would get get it would muddle the idea that's trying to be uh, gotten across here. Um, so yeah. Um, but anyway, um, to to change topics to a completely different idea, because um, I want to talk about sort of the 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 ending of the actually the ending of, uh, of the fight kind of because he beats Hody and then he's like trying to destroy Noah. And I thought that was interesting because a bit early in the arc, Luffy had, Luffy said that, like, uh, he would protect everything. Now, this is, it's basically, this is going to be really relevant to sort of, like, his character arc throughout the story, especially, like, the war in Sabote. Because, like, you know, Luffy's, like, this is, okay, this is the thing I realized only recently where with the Sabote thing. Because, like, Luffy wants to protect his crew. They're his friends. They're his family. And he'll do whatever he can to protect them. And so, like... You know, without Kiji, like, he's this admiral. He has no idea how strong he is, but he decides to fight anyway because, like, while he's fighting out Kiji, everyone else can run behind him. Like, that's almost directly comparable to, uh, 
ace with um blue jam like he didn't run away from blue jam because uh, everyone else was running from behind him so he had to distract the one guy right so um but then um with sabote i realized like they split into three groups after encountering two characters sentomaru and the pacifista because kizaru didn't show up until after they ran away um so like what luffy so what's important there is like luffy's like, Luffy wants to protect everyone. He wants to protect his crew. Like, he, and he needs to be strong enough to do that. But because he wasn't strong, he split his crew into three groups to avoid two people. Like, it, ideally, like, it, you know, assuming the situation didn't change, like, you know, like, Luffy, like, the, they couldn't get everyone, basically. Um, that, like, that one group would be able to escape free. But of course, what happened? Kizaru showed up and ruined that. Um, so, but, like, what I took from that is, like, Luffy's not, like, he relies on his crew in that, like, you know, Nami's the navigator, uh, Sanji's the cook, like, he even said back in the Arlong arc, you know, he, Luffy can't cook, he can't navigate, he can't use a sword, he can't lie, but he can fight, and so, but I don't think he relies on his crew to protect themselves, because Luffy is the strongest, you know, he has the greatest ambitions, so I, like, he didn't choose to fight alongside his crew, he chose to try and protect them by running, and I think... That desire to protect is interesting, because, and sort of like um, now in Fishman Island, well, that's important because uh, Luffy said that he would protect everything. You know, he would protect Fishman Island and his crew, of course, but he didn't um, protect Noah. He didn't protect. He wasn't going to protect. The, he was going to sacrifice this promise, this history of the Fishman, because of course he's Luffy. He doesn't particularly care. But um, so if he destroyed Noah, like the Sea Kings who stopped Noah, they even said that Shirahoshi, uh, or no, they said that Luffy would have uh, destroy, like he would have destroyed Noah um, if he'd continued. But at, um, but you know they stopped it, so he didn't need to. And what's important about that is Shirahoshi, because because basically Luffy was only able to protect everything, including Noah. When Shiroho- when he relied on when someone else stepped in when when Luffy didn't fight alone anymore because like because that's kind of how I see it with Sabote he didn't rely on his crew to fight he couldn't trust them to protect themselves because he always had to do the protecting so he he decided to run away um, and that didn't work out they got they failed to get to the new world they failed to uh, where all the super all the other supernovas fought Kizaru and the pacifistas. And even though they lost, like Hawkins or Apu and Rogue and Drake, especially because they fought Kizaru, they all made it to the New World anyway because they chose to fight. And well, that goes back to the other idea that I'm a little tired of talking about. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I took from the whole Shirahoshi thing because it's like Luffy. That's and that's um, this is definitely going to come up later. But like, yeah, Luffy's able. You know, he's got to be more able to rely on his crew to because if like if they can't keep up with them, then they they're not fit to be on the crew of the Pirate King. And so like Luffy sort of, like, trying to protect them and, you know, help make sure, you know, like, it's understandable, like, I absolutely understand why he did that, but, like, it's, it also kind of, it's a weakness, because he's, he needs to be able to rely on others, because he, the Pirate King also can't do it alone, um, so to speak, and yeah, like, uh, or at least, I don't think, well, see, mm, that goes into talking about more, I'll I'll just leave it there, but uh, that's what I took from the ending, because, yeah, Shirahoshi, the weak one, who Luffy would never rely on, ultimately helps Luffy protect everything. Like, I wouldn't go as far as to say as, like, Luffy would... Because Luffy was bleeding out of his side, and attacking Noah so rapidly made it worse, which is why he needed a transfusion. Like, I don't... I, I'm not going to say whether, hypothetically, whether or not he would have, like, died if he destroyed Noah. Probably, I don't know. I don't see it. Just cut, But um, he w- would have put himself at more at risk, because he was bleeding. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, but we'll, we'll get to that scene uh, later. Um, hopefully I'm making sense, because, I don't know, 
I'm not entirely Did sure I follow, but... That? Okay. I was just talking about, like... Well, because I guess, like, the theme of... I don't know. Hmm, where, do you have a disagreement? No, it, it's like, not that I think... disagree. It's just it's... more like... Again, I feel like I want to reread this arc as a whole to, like... I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure where I... Well, I'm referring to other... Or, you yeah. know, just the... I guess I, the I'm story referring... in general. This would be something I might be able to process a little better with, yeah. on, like, a reread. Right. Well, and again, I think I'm um, comparing to other later things in my head... So it'll be easy to talk about later. Uh, so just keep it in mind, I suppose. Um, well, because like I, the Strahds did also kind of recognize that. Like during Thriller Bark, they even said like we rely on Luffy too much. But as I pointed out, like M- Luffy was the only one fighting Moria at the end. Shadows Asgard, like they all fought Ors, but then at the end, when the chips when it, uh, the chips were down and things were you know they were all about to die or like or the ones without shadows were at risk. Luffy was the one fighting. Um, not the rest of the Straw Hats. And they recognized that and said, like, we need to become stronger so that, you know, so that Luffy no- can rely on them. And, yeah, so we're kind of seeing um, advancement on that front through the Shirohoshi moment, is what I'm saying. In that, yeah, Luffy wants to protect everything, but even... Because that's the thing. He is... He's stronger. He's strong enough to destroy Noah. He could have done it, but that, you know, that's... But strength doesn't necessarily mean you'll be able to protect everything. Um, so I think... Yeah, again, I, I think that's important um, for various reasons. But uh, let's move on to the other fights, I think. Because, uh, again, I talked about Sabuti again. Fuck, I'm going to do that for the rest of the goddamn podcast. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh, man. So um, did you have anything to say about the fights, the other fights? Because there's some little moments there um, as all the uh, everyone gets the shit beaten out of them, all the fishmen, pirates. Um, like, it's cool seeing their new stuff. Um, yeah, no, I think I basically covered everything i want to cover with with those fights yeah well um a couple little things i liked um i like how usopp says that um like he's trying to make his like now he's um he says that oh i'll beat you in uh, three no four moves and he's like man in the past i would have told a whopper of a lie but now it's true like he's he's become strong enough that he doesn't need to lie because that's he wanted to make his his outrageous lies become true. That was the whole you know he wanted to be a brave warrior of the sea or he was a brave warrior of the sea it was the lie and now he's making it true. So I, I like that little advancement. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's the only other one I had to mention because like you know Brooke beating Zio is cool. He's got ice powers now because of his cold soul. Um, Chopper is a monster. Zoro um, is strong and cool. Um, Frankie has a robot that he doesn't use. But yeah, I already mentioned a lot of those, so... Um, yep. Good shit. Okay, so yeah, we skipped around a bit, but um, they managed to... You know, the Strahds defeated the lieutenants. Uh, Luffy, uh, you know, um, and Shirohoshi stopped Hody and Noah. And Fish, so Fishman Island saved. And everything's good, except Luffy is dying. Luffy, no! Um, well, uh, th- though there was a little bit... Um, so there, we we see Roger because the Sea Kings are talking, and that you know they, I already talked about some of the things I mentioned before, but um, they're like, huh, Luffy, the the one with the hat, seemed to notice our voices. Did that happen before? Oh yeah, with the uh, Gold Roger, <laughs> um, he seemed to know. So um, well, I want to point that out because if you remember back on Sabodi, Rayleigh said Roger could hear the voices of all things. That is all, and that is all I wanted to say. Uh... Just point that out. <laughs> yeah yeah um well i mean that goes back to older ideas too where it's like like i remember um ani left a comment on um 
the Skypiea video talking about like Eneru contrasting Eneru and Luffy, where it's like Eneru, you know, he heard all the voices of Skypiea, but he didn't listen because he was he was putting himself above them as a god. But like, especially in Alabasta, Luffy told Vivi, I can hear you. You know, Luffy hears everything. He hears everyone out. So yeah, it's uh and that that's why he has the the that ability to hear all things. So yeah. Um not neat. <laughs> but yeah, the fighting's cooled down. Um Hody and Ven- and all his men are captured, but uh Luffy is bleeding to death. <laughs> um and he needs a blood transfusion, but none of the other straw hats have the same blood type. Um so and then we get we get a great moment <laughs> where uh Jinbei the fishman decides, you know, he says, use my blood. Um, but isn't that against the law? And, and then course, he's like, I'm a pirate. I, yeah. Something about her. I'm a, ah, yes. It's so good. And they, you know, the, 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 um, the narrow tube, it's too narrow to call a, a road, but it is, um, you know, the road toward the sun, uh, it, that the fishmen are looking for the path to, you know, their freedom basically. And, the fact the, the the that red blood you know they're they're going they're going against the system so i guess in that way yeah otohime might be wrong so um again there's aspects to this that haven't been uh resolved yet uh reverie um that has been mentioned like um if you if you've been paying attention to the cover story um we we we've, we're seeing like all the characters from the story like as they are now after the time skip and if you um on the vv ones the alabaster ones it's like there's one of like chaka and pell who are getting their clothes sized fit uh, and it's like oh they're going to reverie which is the, the meeting of kings so the, oh. uh, you know so vivi's gonna be there um and uh you know but uh, but that's coming up soon and the 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 whole thing the fishmen they wanted to go to the reverie so they could talk about the uh um their uh t- t- moving to the surface so it's like that's so yeah so so not all of these ideas have been resolved yet uh but um you know so now like because that's what i'm because we, we even mentioned uh, systemic racism uh back on Savoti episode and so now I'm kind of curious as to how that will go be going forward because yeah, Otohime, she's kind of like Rob or Nami trying to save Kami in the uh, auction hall. She's in a well, like in the base basest sense of that, she's trying to work within the system. And we don't so, and but it hasn't been resolved yet because um, yeah, Jin, uh, Tiger went against the system, and here they are like finding their freedom by going against the system. They're going against that law because they are outlaws. So. Yeah, that's interesting, and I want to see where that goes in the future. Like, what is the the true path for the fishmen to go towards the sun? Uh, will it be following the system or going against the system? Like going by how One Piece was worked so far, I would assume going against the system. Hmm, that's but that's interesting. I don't know because that's what Hody was doing. So uh, I'm wondering exactly how the what what is that path exactly? Um, so yeah, but every everyone everything winds down. Um, there's a big old party. Always, always gotta love the parties. Everyone's having fun. Fishman fun. <laughs> oh, and then we get a bit of a plot, uh, thing. Actually, we get a lot of that in-between arc sort of information. Um, because, uh, Robin talks to Neptune about Joy Boy, who was writing an apology to the Fishman for some reason. Um, and Neptune talks about Poseidon, and we get the name drop for Shirohoshi's ability and the fact that she's an ancient weapon. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, oh, and we also found out about uh, Blackbeard and the admirals. I don't know, did you have any thoughts on these? All these information. Yeah, dumps? like like uh, Akainu had to fight Aokiji and is now the the fleet admiral of the navy. So that's that's a thing. Yeah. Well, um, 
one thing I noticed was that like um oh also yeah the, yeah the I guess a, a perhaps bigger well I don't want to say bigger than that but like Aokiji is no longer with the the Marines so yes that's that, pretty big uh, yeah Aokiji confirmed for Straw Hat member <laughs> uh, maybe we'll find out um <laughs> though what I thought was interesting is because like Jinbei talks about how like um. Because Aokiji was, you know, supported by, like, Sengoku and a lot of other Marines, but Akainu was supported by the world government, the the, uh, the ones above, the heads. So, you know, like, which furthers my, you know, sort of insistence that, uh, you know, Akainu is the system, and he's ultimately the one who wins. He's the absolute justice. He's what, he's the ideal Marine in the eyes of the government, so, and he's the one who wins. Like, Aokiji's more of a human being, um, like, he's, you know, he has... Uh, doubts about you know following the rules but of course he ends up uh, how can a marine who doubts being a marine become fleet admiral in one piece you know in one piece where your strength is the strength of your ideals like yeah it it was also kind of fitting that like sen goku was the one who like recommended him so it's almost like this is good i would expect like this is going to be a bit of a changing of this well i don't necessarily want to say like changing of the system but like Things are probably going to be because it's Akainu. Things are probably going to be a bit more strict, a bit more, oh, a bit more um, aggressive. Maybe I don't know what yeah, the word is. I'm like, looking for. Um, well, well, like Jin. Yeah, no. Jinbei even says that uh, they, he Saka. Uh, now, well, now he's Fleet Admiral Sakazuki. He's he, because he's not an admiral. He doesn't have a cool code name anymore. <laughs> but uh, well, because he moved Marineford into the New World. Like we remember, we found out uh, back on Sabote, Nami was hearing about it and. Um, yeah, he moved Marine, he swapped Marineford with G1, uh, because, uh, well, which made Savoti more lawless because now it has even less Marine presence, but now, um, yeah, but now the, the, now Marine headquarters is in the new world because that's where Akinu or Sakazuki, damn it, I fucked up. (laughs) Even after correcting myself and saying the, the truth, I fucked up. But yes, because he wants to, he's ready to fight those, uh, pirates in the new world. Um, the, the emperors and whatever. Um, and speaking of emperors, uh, Blackbeard is considered one of them now. <sighs> Motherfucker. I mean, he said this was his her- his era, and he's not wrong. Um, or he's trying not to be wrong, at least, because, um, yeah, he surpassed, uh, like, well, because I remember the elders, star- elders said, like, Marco was also a potential candidate, but it seems like Blackbeard won out, um, over any- anyone else. Even the supernovas are out there Even causing Buggy shit. Buggy the so. Clown. Yes, Buggy the Clown is out there causing shit, of course. <laughs> uh, sorry. I just had... I, just thought I, I, I did like um, the bit of silence after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a bit of a thing with Caribou, who he tries to steal Shirahoshi and the treasure... Yeah, that's that's kind of funny because like uh, Caribou like shows up at the beginning of the arc and then it's just like absent for b- most of it and then comes back at the end. Yeah, he's he's just going around stealing shit and he's like, oh boy, treasure. Um, and then he tries to steal- mermaid princess. Um, but yeah, they and of course the I do like the the sort of like where Luffy knocks out Caribou and you sort of see uh, like the palace and he's like falling down to Fishman Island and then Nami does the same thing with Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji. So you see the three dots falling out of the palace. Um, that was good. Um, and of course, they go down and immediately just destroy Caribou again. But they got the treasure back, which becomes important because they run into some members of Big Mom's crew. <laughs> um, oh no! Yep, because uh, she had a uh, she needed some candy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, the factory got destroyed. Did we bring up that like yeah. Whitebeard used to like be in position? Yes. Oh, well, I brought. I mentioned. Okay, it. I must. Yeah. I must have Whitebeard, spaced out then. Yeah, he. My bad. Um, no, it's fine. And yeah, well, I mentioned it's Big Mom's ter- Fishman Island is Big Mom's territory now, and she demands sweets. And of course, we even see the factory get destroyed by Dharma, 
um, during the after the flashback. Um, but um, they oh, and we even get a brief glimpse to Big Mom on oh they they name drop it Whole Cake Island, um, which is literally an island that is whole cakes. Um, and she eats one of her fucking uh, minions because she's like, oh man, treats from Fishman Island. <laughs> And he's like, man, we can't wait either. And she's like, okay, you can wait for the party inside my stomach. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Too bad Whole Cake Island will never come, come up again. Too bad Big Mom will never come up nope. again. Nope. Wait. <laughs> You're not supposed to know things. You're not supposed to know things, Mathwiz. You're cheating. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, but um, they do resolve the bi- the big mom situation. I love how Luffy just like commandeers the the the, the snail, and he's just like, "Hey, is this big mom? I'm Luffy. I'm becoming pirate yeah. king." <laughs> like he's just fucking like he did that on the on the um after Impel Down two. He's just like, "Hello, this is Luffy, future king of the pirates." Like, that's just how he introduces himself. I love him. <laughs> oh man, and he he even picks a fight with Big Mom to try and keep her off from destroying Fishman Island, and they get of course give up the treasure. Um, <laughs> which uh, there's a bit of a quirk with the treasure because uh, the the Tamatamaka is there <laughs> and uh, it's got a bomb yeah. in it. <laughs> I love Neptune and the minister's reaction to that. They're just like lose shitting their fucking pants because they just gave a bomb to Big Mom, the Emperor, and it's but oh, it's so gonna good. fall back on Luffy. They're gonna get framed for it. It's <laughs> it's fine. Oh man, what could possibly go oh, wrong? God. So yeah, um, oh, we we get a get a bit of a glimpse to one of one of your favorites, Smoker. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, Smoker and Tashigi, they're they're G five Marines. They're kicking ass. Uh, well, they're like commenting on all the pirates coming up because everyone freed from Hody is like, "Fuck this, we're getting out of here." And uh, they run into Smoker, and he's like, "What the fuck's going on? Why are there so many pirates?" <laughs> of course, it's Luffy's involved. Yeah, I right? like how they um, didn't even really have to tell him. Like they said it, but Smoker's like, "Oh, I already <laughs> knew. It's him." Who else could it yeah. be? <laughs> of course, it's right, right. Well, because he would have heard about the incident on Sabote, uh, so he's probably been looking out. That's probably why he's camp. He's camping. He's like a Call of Duty player. He's just camping <laughs> there for Luffy. He's got. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, Straw Hat. I'm gonna get you because <laughs> he wants to capture Luffy. He wants to make up for that failure on Logtown so long ago. Um, I d- yeah, when I was reading this and I saw the volume cover with with Smoker on, I was like, yes, my boy. <laughs> Oh, that's right. The the volume covers risk spoiling you a little bit to vault arcs you haven't read yet. Um, but uh, luckily, we haven't had that happen. Well, I mean, I'm like, to remember, like what's ha- well because it oh, they like to tease the. Well, I mean, like what, what's the, happening right now is like when I, when I'm reading it, like I'll see the volume cover and then like it'll be addressed in that volume, obviously. Um, right, right. Oh, that's true of normal volumes. That's that's fair. Um, oh man, because I actually I was reading a manga called Kingdom, and there's one mo- volume cover that has like a character covering another, cover, co- holding another important character who's covered oh. in blood and uh, and not moving. It looks like like is slumping in the other one's arms, and I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not so, like I'm yeah, going I, ahead I see and like, what you reading, mean. looking at all the volume covers to see like, oh, what happens here? What happens here? That would be risky. Yes, that would be de- definitely risky. Why am I not doing it? <laughs> Especially because. Because, like, well, even, like, with this example, like, this is, if you looked at this before, you know, reading The, the Fishman Island in the New World, like, you see, this is a character, you know, you have, we have, we, this is our first time seeing him after two years, so it's like, this is a, it's a, but, like, we, we do see him here, uh, still smoke, um, he's only smoking two cigars, he's, he hasn't added a third one, even though two years have passed, because <laughs> um, it's a time skip, everyone gets bigger and more, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, um, Oh, they learn a new mechanic with the new world about the compass and how 
it it now lock, can lock onto three islands. Um, <laughs> oh, the, the the one that shakes more is more dangerous. And Luffy's like, oh hey, that middle island, that one's shaking a lot. That that's really cool. <laughs> Fucking Luffy. Nami and Usopp are there. They're just like, no, he found out. Poor, poor souls. He didn't even really find out. He just saw that it was shaking. It was like, neat. Um, he doesn't even know. Oh, man. I like how Nami was like trying to but argue yeah, with but... him. Like, like I'm the navigator. We're not going there. He's like, but I'm the captain. And then like the other characters are like, <laughs> please, captain, listen to the navigator. <laughs> he is the captain. He's got the final word. Um, but yeah, they, they finally head out for Fishman Island. Shirohoshi wants to go to a real forest with real trees on the surface and we makes a promise that if they meet again they will go and they do the pinky swear just like they did I with love Otohime. how like Luffy wraps his arm uh, around her giant pinky yes oh, or, it's, or it's, it, no it's just just his pinky okay, yeah well, it was his pinky, he, no he, he yeah. only wrapped his pinky yeah but it's still it's because he's rubber and he's good oh man and as they and everyone's like you know we want the hero hat oh man because I mentioned that earlier oh, it's so good and then um as the, then they they start to surface, they're going. Well, it's funny. After they mention the hero hat, we get a, a bit of Shanks, you know, giving. Uh, well, I like how it's uh, the panel is like framed from Luffy's perspective, like looking yeah. at Shanks. Like it's like like Shanks is putting the hat on his head, and so normally we see it from the side. I'm pretty sure, like that's always where the image, especially in like the anime and stuff, when they call back to it, it's always from the side. Um, so, but it's, it's neat to see the panel from the front where you know Luffy was looking. Uh, that's cool, and then. Um, but yeah, they go. They're going up to the new world. They're halfway there. It's, uh, that's oh, that's Fishman Island. You know, I'm kind of curious because um, um, you had said like people consider this to be like one of the worst arcs in One Piece. How was like the anime pacing this out? Like, was the anime pacing also probably that, harming see, it? The anime was. It wasn't the worst the anime got, but it was like. Bad. Is this it at the bad. point where we're uh, kind of like was, getting like, out of the terrible anime pacing? Like, it's getting a little better, or. No. No. Or it hasn't gotten um, there yet. That would be, like, there's, okay, uh, th- next time we're starting uh, the saga called Dress Rosa, after that saga is about where the anime started getting its shit together, basically. Uh, okay. Um, the next saga is also f- 150 chapters long. So that's how much material the anime has to cover before it starts to stop being that <laughs> slow as shit. Because uh, I definitely watched some of it, and it was it was a little painful. So it's like... Um, and again, I also mentioned earlier how, like, people were also reading it weekly for the first time because they were just picking up the series. And the war was really hype, and it's hard to live up to that. Um, like, I do... See, it's like, how I'd kind of rank them now is, like, Ennea's Lobby, the, that whole saga, like, Water 7 and uh, Davy Backfight, that I put as about equal to the Paramount War because they're both really good and I can't decide. Um, then under that, I would put Skype. Like, I kind of, like, you know... I'm taking my older feelings of Skypea into account, and that's about equal to like Fishman Island rereading it now. Like that's my top four arcs, basically. Is the you know the Water Seven Saga, Paramount War, the Skypea and Jaya uh, like as a saga, and Fishman Island. Like I, Fishman Island, I really liked, um, and yeah, I already want to reread it in case uh, to talk. You know, potential video. Uh, so it's like God, ah, it's it's a good arc. I like it. Yeah, a I don't. Lot. I don't quite know um, where I put Fishman Island. I, I've been kind of like. I like it more than Skypea, definitely, but I'm kind of, like, floating around, like, is it better than, is That's it, like, still... Thriller Bark? Yeah. Uh... <sighs> no, I understand, like, 
Um, like it, Thriller Bark was is probably my fifth favorite arc, so it's it's also top five, but it's uh, it's also really good. And Alabasta was good, but you haven't read it in a while, and you probably appreciate it more with new context and cer- certain ideas in the story. I don't know. It's like uh, One Piece. That's the thing about One Piece is it's so big, and it's also still ongoing. Is that like every time I go back to it, I learn something new. I mean, that's also true of like a lot of things, but with One Piece, it's so big that it's it's always feels fresh to me because it's. <laughs> Like, how long has it been? It's been, you know, like over half a year, or around half a year since we started. And we're only 15 episodes in out of 21. Um, I mean, hiatuses aren't helping. We're trying to go faster at times, too. Well, I mean, but like, between the, the, week, the one week that we missed and then the three weeks we did the war back-to-back and then, you know, the, the gap week between this, I think we're still kind of on schedule, I think. I think it all evens out. Yeah, like, actually, I wrote a, Actually, let me check. Oh, um, yeah, we're actually a little bit ahead of schedule, because I wrote out a One Piece uh, schedule. Um, well, I wrote it for Bleach, too, during Bleach. Sort of like, uh, I guess I wrote it back in April. Um, so almost a year ago. And I just started charting out, like, where are we going to end? Like, uh, like where would we be if we did it every two weeks? And I didn't... Um, and so, um, according to that, like, um, without... That's no breaks, no change. Well, I, okay, Bleach was a little weird, because we were doing it differently to account for... Anim- that's why I did this in the first place, to account for Anime Expo. That's right. Um, and so if we had followed it, um, today we would actually be recording the Paramount War episode 15 or episode 14, and we wouldn't record, uh, Fishman Island until two weeks later. So we're two weeks ahead of schedule according to this. So sorry about the hiatus, but we're actually doing pretty all right, considering we're supposed to only do one episode every two weeks. Uh, cause again, we did Fishman Island or not fish, the Paramount War and, uh, NES Lobby all um, like there was episodes squished to get you know one week after the other, so yeah, I'd say we're doing all right. We will be wa- we will be quote unquote catching up to One Piece this year at the very least. And then we'll get to move on to other stuff. So. Yes, mysterious things that uh will be. Ma- um, I'm going to well because like okay because there's five episodes left. Uh, there's three for the Dressrosa saga and then two for the the redacted saga that Mathis isn't <laughs> supposed to vote, know about yet. Um, even though it's it's written in our our personal document of like all the series that we have so i fucked up there um but yeah so it's like that's so that's five episodes and i'm going to reveal or we're going to reveal the series and make the vote on the last episode of this next next saga we are reading next time that next saga being or well the, the arc is punk hazard um Sounds fun, doesn't it? Hazard. It's got hazard right there in the title. That means fun in <laughs> French. Um, I made that up. Um, chapters uh, 654 to 699. Um, so that's... Okay. It's a little bit less than this time, but um, it's One Piece. Uh, we talked about this one for, I mean, including uh, rest breaks, uh, three hours and 45 minutes. Um, the actual podcast will be less than that, uh, thankfully, but still over three hours for... Holy shit! That's uh, this is our longest discussion in a while. I, maybe is it our longest One Piece one? Maybe because I we've been I've been trying to keep it short. Over but here three we are. hours for the worst arc in One Piece. Imagine what we'll have to say about the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, actually, double checking. Like this is longer than the uh, Broadier Arlong one, which was uh, up until now our longest. Uh, one piece episode like obviously we had longer ones in naruto like naruto's when we were like okay let's just read it and it's like holy fuck i don't want to do a four-hour discussion again (laughs) (laughs) um and so luckily bleach was short because we had we were reading the series as we went so we had less context so and this one uh scheduling things have kept for some short episodes anyway uh long episode Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. it despite the wait uh things happened 
Uh, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time.